Well, what's up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live network. Coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee, by the way. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash with fees of less than a penny per transaction Dash is made for spending. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and use Dash. You can learn more at Dash.org. That's Dash.org. It was a weekend unlike any other. Because we had the Super Bowl yeah. over the weekend. Somehow you, world champions. Only American teams. Yes. <laughs> well, that's how good we are. We, that deterrence, the, the strength that we have in mm-hmm. football has deterred everyone else uh, from doing. Well, there's a Canadian league, but. Uh, they don't count. That yeah. doesn't matter. That's the minor league team. We all know that. Anyway, there was a Super Bowl over the weekend. And turns out I was wrong. In the middle of an Usher concert. Hey, the concert. I, <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. You know? Well, they throw this football on the both sides of the Usher concert. That's, What's up with that? That doesn't make any sense. Hey, you know what? A guy has to admit when he's wrong. And I told everyone that there was not a deep state conspiracy to make sure that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl in order to sway the election for Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what are you going to do? It what? turns out the whole thing was true, <laughs> you know? So what do you... Is that, did Joe Biden really? <laughs> well, I mean, an intern posted this. That's really uh, for funny. Sure. We're, we're looking at the post from last night with the uh, dark Brandon, <laughs> the glowing eyes, and the Joe Biden Twitter account, X account saying, just like we drew it up. That's actually really funny. I didn't see that. <laughs> it's got so many. Last time I looked at it, it had, a, it had 128 million views on this post. That's really funny. I mean, it was, a, it was kind of a smart post from whoever posted it because oh, it yeah. did get a lot of views. And it kind of made fun of the uh, conspiracy theorists That's out there. You know? But um, I was rooting for the 49ers. I'm not going to lie. Won so I could come in here today, literally, so I could come in here today and make fun of everyone who talked about there being this crazy deep state conspiracy or even an NFL conspiracy. Of course, that could have just been to get the Chiefs to the Super Bowl. You got the viewers at that point. It doesn't matter if they win. Uh, but the the conspiracy theorists, I wanted to come in here and talk about how, well, what are you going to say now? What are you going to say now that they lost your entire Who's the theory? Now? Your entire theory has crumbled go before your eyes. And it, it just didn't happen. It turns out I was completely wrong. The conspiracy theory is alive and well. I know. I know. What are you going to do about it? Now, what if Taylor Swift comes out and endorses Michelle Obama? <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Fine. She does that. The, uh, I mean, uh, I, if I were them, I would jokingly go ahead and endorse Joe Biden today just to troll everyone. Yeah. But be honest, it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether or not they do that at all. This interesting moment I thought was, was gross during the Super Bowl, except for I hate Andy Reid because he coached the Eagles for a long time. But Really good coach. You know, you saw the whole <laughs> thing where Travis Kelsey goes up yeah. there and bumps into 65-year-old Andy Reid almost topples him over my girlfriend's you know? here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh Damn it, Andy. that was that was a weird moment i don't have to play the video most people have seen Making it Making me look like a super bowl loser there's been some pretty great memes from this whole thing uh so far so i guess we at least got a good meme moment but this is one of the reasons that i just don't like the chiefs and i'm extremely disappointed that they that they won. i actually did not think 
that it would be as defensive as it was. I was kind that of was, actually surprised. Yeah, I knew it was a that, nice game. I knew, by the way, defense wins championships. It does. And it I does. knew, I knew that they were both good defenses and Kansas city actually had a legit defense this year compared to previous years that they've mm-hmm. won. Um, but at the same time, I did not expect it to be that low scoring. I, I honestly expected it to be a bit higher. Yeah. Um, but they, but both defenses did a great job. Can I take a second to still make fun of people who were actually still putting this conspiracy theory out here after this happened? Yeah, let's do it. Even though, I mean, we're talking, sh- we're talking football here for a minute. Okay. I get it. It's a political podcast, but there were a lot of conspiracies around this and it's important to talk Booze about balls. them. Balls for the devil. It is. Mm-hmm. And that's what mama said. I know. Yeah. Um, there so was somewhere this- in here is the antichrist. We know <laughs> because they're playing foosball on TV. There was this moment during the game uh, where on the screen it said that it was first and 10 and um, and Patrick Mahomes runs and gets like a yard or two. And uh, then they say that he got a first down after that, even though the, the guys are saying it should have been second and eight or whatever. They actually think that they tried to pull one over on the hundred million people that were watching the game <laughs> and magically gave them another first down. This has almost four million views and tons of retweets on it. And that's how... I just get a little bit bothered what when crazy stuff spreads. Goes to show, Nate, is you're not very good at Twitter anymore. I know. Videos like this get four million views. <laughs> what do our videos get? Not four million. Yeah. It's less than that. They say, was the NFL Super Bowl rigged? Many Americans think so. And here's some proof. Wouldn't be surprising, would it? And this is where they think that they uh, somehow just gave them a first down after a one or two yard play. And that's how easy like, it is. It was actually like third in inches. But look at all the. There's so many people standing around in this room and they're all just convinced that that's what just happened and these people vote and what right. the problem second down seven second and eight oh, oh, first and ten i thought i was the only one that caught that um <laughs> he, he he didn't catch. and he texted q yeah Man, I texted Q just to double check my double vision eyesight. He didn't catch here on the seeing field. whether or not my sister said I was cross-eyed when I was younger, <laughs> and I said, "I said, Tori, you're a liar." I saw that second first down he made. The conspiracy's alive and well. This is all Joe Biden in the deep. Tori, state. that's all it is. Uh, right there on the field, it says three, which means it was third down. Still, when yep. this happened. That- that's kind um, of blurry, this, Nate. Can this you thing enhance right, that? I can't because the camera was moving at that time. Producer, so. can the producer the enhance three. that? Uh, it was wrong on the TV. It yeah. was actually still third down at this time, but millions of people are convinced that this is part of some kind of conspiracy to make sure that the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. That way, Joe Biden gets an endorsement from Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey marries Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah. Let me just hit the enhance button. Doop, 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 doop. No, that didn't make it any better. No. It just gets blurrier. That's weird. Huh. Okay. Uh, anyhow, anyhow, I wanted to show a couple commercials. We don't have to talk politics the entire time, Charlie. No, this is our show. I don't know why you're mad that we, we make it up as we go. want to show our favorite commercials. Okay. I uh, got to go off on one of the commercials, by the way. Actually, one? it's the reaction to the commercials. Which one? The one where Jesus washed oh, his feet. Wash. I didn't bring the foot washing station in here today. That's fine. I, there's a yeah. lot of people on TikTok upset about it. Yeah. Saying it's not real Christian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're offended by this ad. And I, I got to tell them, I got something to say okay. to these folks. I'm, I'll, Afterwards. I'll be ready for you. Let's, yeah. let's laugh for a minute with a couple things before Charlie goes all whatever you're going to do. What are you going to do? Go hard Christian? I think. Soft Christian. I'm still thinking about Q and his, I don't know, his cousin. Let's see what we got here. Cousin Eddie. 
Now, as great as this looks like the video for that um, Weapon of Choice uh, video that he's in, there's a couple parts where they throw back to the Weapon of Choice video where Christopher Walken does the dance, you know? It's pretty cool. Nice ride. It's the real deal. 100%. Electric. It's the real deal. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Enjoy your coffee. Careful, it's hot. Thanks. Your dog's so cute. Mm, yeah. Ooh, so adorable. Yeah, wow. Yeah, right. We both know it's the man. Makes the clothes. Come on. You know, you look nice. Okay. With that? Hello, Mr. Walken. Does this table work for you? <laughs> I, it makes me feel like we could do Christopher Walken impressions. Yeah. Every now and then, mm-hmm. I think there might be a formula for it. It'd be, it'd be. okay. So, so that's pretty. And I did like you know. that they had. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> I liked it. Then they had Usher do this weapon of choice move right there. See yeah. that little Christopher Walken dance out out of the mm-hmm. hotel right there. That was cool. I like seeing Usher wore a glove the whole time. Normal commercials for and Michael then, Jackson. I thought this one was hilarious. <laughs> I don't think you should do this. Last year she came to my work. Now I gotta show her what I can do. He's here. Ah, flat on the track. What up, Bronx? <laughs> For your consideration, here comes the Boston Massacre. The Dumb Keys. Touchdown, Tommy on them keys. Player coach. You got it. I'm open. And needs no introduction, my partner. Sometimes it's really hard to be your friend. You said you were gonna support me. Dumb Keys. Don't, don't go away. Why you dunking me, girl? Why you dunking me? How do you like them donuts? I'm so sorry. You had to see it, but I forgive you. Lay us on the track. Are we going to be on the album? We talked about this. Let's go. I like that one. You're blind. I was happy about that. Now, you are upset about one, I guess. I am, yeah. But you're the opposite version of upset. You're upset at people that are upset about it? I really liked the commercial. You did? I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought it was blasphemous myself. <laughs> there are a lot yeah. of people who do think it's yeah. blasphemous. I don't is, think I don't think Jesus is just going to wash your foot on the way in to get an abortion or anything. That, no, he I would actually. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, he would. Uh, just like I think he, he wa- probably would say something. You want to know how you know? I know that? <laughs> you want to know how I know that? Because Jesus washed Judas's feet, knowing he would betray him the next day. I'm not sure that that was a smart move. I'm just saying. It, you know, it didn't work out well. <laughs> Jesus washed <laughs> Judas's feet knowing he would betray him the next day. Knowing yeah. that he would sell out his savior for a few I'm not gonna shekels of coin. Got this piece of glitter right here on your eye and it's throwing me off this entire time. Is the camera getting like it? all kind of sparkly. Is the camera getting it? I don't know if it's showing up that on the camera. That was my Super Bowl makeup. It's all I can see. That was my... It's all I can see is this piece of glitter yeah. underneath I hugged eye. Travis Kelsey <laughs> in his jumpsuit before it's nice. he... It looks nice. Did you see Travis okay. Kelsey's jumpsuit? No. Oh my God. I hugged it's on camera. No, it's not. I hugged Travis Kelsey before he went <laughs> to the Super Bowl and his, he had that glitter jumpsuit, the black glitter jumpsuit. I got you. Kind of like a chick with a yeah. beard. Yeah. yeah. That one. Yeah. So you're saying that's you think what, people should just do whatever they want. That's what happened. No, yeah. that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, but what, I, what I'm saying is the problem, the pro here's the problem with the church. Mm-hmm. Okay. People become Christians and then they become holier than thou. That's true. As if, and they cast all this judgment on people like, oh, I'm not washing your feet because you're gay. Or I'm not washing your feet because you're homosexuals. You said Same gay. Thing. I thought you said because you're a guy. 
It was just an extremely not deep washing accent. your feet yeah. because you cuss at your mother. Yeah. Or whatever. And then like that's not the story of the gospel. Like, I got the you. story of the gospel is it's not your job to judge people into righteousness and salvation. That doesn't work, by the way. It's your job to love people regardless, and their relationship with Jesus is up to them. It's up for God to change their heart. Yeah. Not for you. Now, that doesn't mean that you associate with these people all the time or you hang out with them all the time or you allow them to influence your life in any certain way. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we're called, Jesus said the two greatest commandments are love love God, love people. He didn't say love people who follow me. He didn't say love people who are sinless. Curious question. He didn't say, and, and also here's the other thing. Christians act as if once they're saved, they sin no more. You're telling me, you're telling me that you got saved and you, you didn't sin. No, you didn't tell another lie. You didn't do something else that would keep you out of heaven. By the way, if you weren't covered by the blood of Jesus and the fact that he, not only did he wash your feet, he washed you in his blood. And it makes me so mad that these Christians are coming out on TikTok. I see them all over TikTok. But this is heresy. This is blasphemy. (laughs) This is this organization is spreading mistruth and misguidance. No, it's not. It's misinformation. It's not misinformation. Fake news. No, it's actually that that is the real truth. It's disinformation. That is the real gospel, which is we are called to love people. You're called to go and love, regardless of what someone else is doing in their life. That's not up to you. That's between that person and God. And I'm not saying you can't say that someone's wrong and you can't call someone out. You can't say like, hey, Nate, I love you and I think you should tell the truth and not lie because I love you. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. But when I say I'm not going to wash your feet because you're not one of my followers and all these people are like, oh, well, he... All he did was wash his disciples' feet. You know? He washed his followers' feet. No, Jesus lived a life of service. Yes, yes, mom, that's exactly what Christians sound like. I have to interrupt this program to remind everyone to go to GodHatesFeds.com to get your very own God Hates Feds (laughs) t-shirt. It's a great shirt. It's a really great shirt. You want to go to GodHatesFeds.com. Now, here's the other thing that rubs my biscuits (laughs) inward, okay? Inward? You want to know what that is? All the white supremacy I saw on the halftime show. (laughs) Full of white supremacy. (laughs) It was nothing but the KKK on stage. (laughs) America. By the way, people don't get our sarcasm at all. can't get ahead. I was arguing with people on TikTok about our Tesla video yeah. people thought we were hating on tesla i'm like watch the video <laughs> just watch the video I it's cut. obvious that we're being sarcastic we laugh in the beginning yeah i was like nate told a funny joke i cut out the part where we said that it was just a software update so it kind of <laughs> sounded like we were actually saying people had to take their cars in but um and by the way i'm being sarcastic i just in a world in a world in a world where america is full of white supremacy patriarchal hate Mm-hmm. And we had an entire Super Bowl halftime show, much like last year. Yeah. I think I saw two white people, <laughs> two white dancers on female, two white female dancers on stage the entire halftime show. I don't sit there and count colors like and you And my do, thing is, I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, 
if it wouldn't have been for this narrative. <laughs> this day and age. That I know. In. And yeah. here I am sitting there being like, wow, there aren't many white. There, I don't feel represented. You were, during, si- you were sitting there I thinking. I didn't feel represented during the halftime Charlie's show. Charlie's watching this thinking, look at all these <laughs> black people. It's like all the overtaking. All You can't even hear the music. You're just listening to look at all these black people. I, and I'm just like, I, I normally wouldn't care. <laughs> I normally wouldn't care, but when they try to push the narrative <laughs> that we're somehow a racist country, you're talking about literally the biggest game, the biggest stage in America. Probably that's probably the biggest stage in a musician's life. I don't Joshua think they had to pay for it. By the way, are you serious? Yeah, yeah they got to pay for it. You have to pay for that? Mm, they don't get paid to do it. There's no way. Look it up. Are you serious? <laughs> Was that sure. Pepsi making them do it? You think Apple Music? I would look it up. To fact check, but I have read about how it costs a ton of money, but it's amazing uh, publicity for them. Oh, well, yeah, you're in front of 150 yeah. million people at the same time. Yeah. For a for a 10 minute concert. I think I think they have to pay for it. Do, do you think Apple Music the, pays the black them? people? <laughs> Aerosmith didn't. <laughs> no. Aerosmith, no. NSYNC didn't. No, have NSYNC to pay for didn't it. pay for no. it. No. No. <laughs> the, the rich paid for it but 50 that's cent, what it was 50 cent definitely paid for that listen going back to this whole foot washing thing you know who got their foot washed on the way in the church <laughs> yesterday was this lady who went into joel osteen's church and tried to kill a bunch of people oh did you know there was an attempted mass shooting no i didn't either i just happened to come across it on x earlier it's not that big of a story i guess let me, let me clarify my point real quick okay i enjoyed seeing black people on stage <laughs> i have nothing wrong there's nothing wrong yeah, with you that. like it when they smile yeah, yeah. I I had I thought the show was great. Now Usher could have kept his shirt on, you know, so that uh, you know all the ladies would have been better. Uh, they would have behaved better. Yeah, you didn't like how much attention you weren't getting during that time. No, I didn't really care. Did I'm you talking say about that's not what a real man looks like. I'm talking about everyone else. Yeah, you're like that's both times. <laughs> it's not real. Those are those are implants. Those abs are implanted. Those are explants, titties. Okay, it's not what a real man looks like in exactly, his forties. Exactly, fifties almost. Forty-five. We looked forty-five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Not, yeah. Exactly. Anyhow, no, all I'm saying is when the message. <laughs> let me finish my point, Nathaniel Paul. I'm pulling a you today. When the You're message, going on about something, and I'm when the message is that America is inherently racist. The system is racist. It's all racist. The NFL owners are slave drivers. They're slave owners. That's what we saw last night was a battle between, you know, <laughs> slaves yeah. going back and forth, making their owners a bunch of money. The biggest stage in America every year, the last couple of years now, mm-hmm. it's been mostly black people. I, and I'm, I'm, I, I don't have a problem with that. White people have a I long history. I have a problem with them saying that America's racist because clearly it's not. White people have a long history of letting black people entertain them. I mean, that goes really far back. So I don't see anything changed and paying and paying for it. <laughs> so, right? Yeah, making them pay for it. Yeah, there was an attempted mass shooting yesterday. Um, mm. The uh, the lady got killed. She uh, she brought a, a kid with her and a AR fifteen apparently to church, which is an odd combination. Uh, but two off duty cops who were doing security at the church. Uh, killed her when she came in there and uh, I think opened fire. They took her out and apparently the kid also got shot and is mm. not in great condition. So that's not good either. Now, 
Here's the interesting part. You're not seeing a lot about, have you seen anything about this? Nothing. This is the first I'm hearing. I happened to come across this because I spent a long time scrolling today and I just saw one person post about it. Uh, But a woman opened fire with a long gun inside celebrity pastor Joel Osteen's, I've always said Osteen. I thought there was an L. Uh, 100%. 100%. I got that wrong. Joel. Joel Osteen. That's how I said a mega church in in Texas on Sunday afternoon. Uh, before being shot and killed by off-duty police officers, the armed woman, who was between the ages of 30 and 35, entered the Lakewood Church in Houston just before 2 p.m. local time alongside a five-year-old boy who was critically wounded in the shootout with police. Ugh. A 57-year-old man who is not believed to be involved in the incident was also shot, but is in stable condition, according to the police chief. So coming up, we're going to talk more about this topic, this shooting, which is just not getting any play on the news uh, whatsoever. It's something that's going to be an afternoon story, maybe a day or two on the right wing news sites. And then it's uh, just going to be gone. And you got to ask your question, you know, why is that? Why is the media not jumping on this story? It's uh, clearly obvious. They have a specific shooter that they want to present to people. And of course, in this case, they'll focus more on mental illness and maybe someone was uh, bullied or oppressed in some way, uh, assuming that all of the information turns out to be true. And we'll, we'll talk more about that coming up. I want to make sure that everyone knows that Charlie and I have a podcast that we do every single day of the week when we want to called Good Morning Liberty. I know when we're on the radio here at, uh, at night or on the Free Talk Live podcast app, you know, we're, we're Liberty at Night. Because Good Morning Liberty wouldn't make a lot of sense if you were listening to it at 7 p.m. at night, right? And so if you want to listen to us talking every single day of the week about whatever happens to be in the news and presenting that news from a libertarian, liberty-minded, small government perspective and you know what should actually be done to solve these problems uh, as opposed to what's actually being done right now, you know, actually changing things, then you want to go find Good Morning Liberty on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube or Rumble or Odyssey or whatever. We put up videos from the from each episode. We got 1,176 episodes on the channel right now. You can also hang out with us live every single day of the week in the Fed Haters Club. That's joingml.com. You get to go to the private Discord, and we go live every day, and we chat and talk back and forth with people. We'll talk more about this shooting coming right up. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by that treasury. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya Protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. 
What's up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee. We've been talking about this uh, shooting that happened over at the Joel Osteen Church. Of course, hardly anyone in the media is talking about that. We'll get back to that here in a second. I got to tell you for sure, you got to go check out our daily podcast. I know I just said that we're Liberty at Night, but you got to go check out our daily podcast, which is Good Morning Liberty. We do every single day of the week when we want to. We've got 1,176 episodes on your favorite podcast app. You could just type BernieLies.com into a browser, uh, or you could go search Good Morning Liberty on your podcast app, of course. You can also go to joingmail.com to hang out with us in our private Discord channel every day of the week. And not to do too many, too many suggestions here, but we also have a website you can check out if you want. It's called GodHatesFeds.com. That's where you can get a shirt that says God Hates Feds, or you can get Taxation is Theft, or you can get the Power Corrupt shirt, or the answer to 1984, 1776, any of that stuff, GodHatesFeds.com. Other information here, apparently... I wonder why mm, no one's talking about this. Apparently, the this is the second story down. This is not the leading headline from all of the news organizations, but the shooter used an AR-15 that had Free Palestine written on the side of it. Hmm. Free Palestine. So Ilan Omar <laughs> is going to pay for inciting yeah. this violence. Well, now there's more information coming out about the shooter. And I, I will uh, caution everyone that the day after something happens, when news is uh, first starting to break, she's still got a free foot washing with this thing, by the way. Uh, when the news is just starting to break, uh, you get a lot of misinformation and people run with things. The Free Palestine thing seems to be confirmed. This is from CNN, so I don't think CNN is just going to put Free Palestine in a random paragraph. If it hasn't at least been confirmed, they're already not going with that story very big. The other thing that you'll see from more right-wing leaning outlets like uh, the post-millennial that the uh, shooter is identified is Janessi? Janessi? Janessi Marino. Uh, who also went by Jeffrey Dahmer and appears to be potentially a uh, transgender shooter. Mm. And also unconfirmed reports because I saw it on X and everyone just remember that I was not there, did not see it. I've seen some stuff on X about this. So don't base your life off of these facts or potential facts. Also happened to be Bernie Sanders supporter uh, had free Palestine on the gun and May or may not be uh, transgender. So, so Jeffrey before, no, Jeffrey? goes by Jeffrey now. So biological female. Okay, and you know what happens once you identify as a male, you're more likely to become a shooter after that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and because uh, that's just how that happens. Uh, the go ahead and read some. The individual who walked into Joel Osteen's Lakewood, Texas church on Sunday and pulled out a gun was identified as the person we just talked about. Thirty six. Marino had a four or five year old child when entering the church wearing a trench coat. That's why we banned trench coats. Mm-hmm. Can't have those. Local news reports that multiple sources have said that Marino is suspected of being the armed woman who was killed at the church Sunday. Reports indicated that the shooter was female, but it has since been revealed that Marino was male. Marino was shot and killed by off duty officers, mm-hmm. and the weapon was embolized with the slogan, quote, Free Palestine. 
um, Marano, Marino, however you want to say it, <clears throat> went by Jeffrey Marino and was from El Salvador. El Salvador. The child Marino brought to the church was shot and injured. The child remains in critical condition in a local hospital. Hopefully that child is okay. Leave it to a free Palestine person to bring a kid with them as a human shield. From El Salvador. That? Yeah. That's from, crazy. Yeah. Now, was this person an illegal immigrant <clears throat> as well? I have, I have no <laughs> idea. We don't even... I mean, I'm still 50 Also, they're not talking about not it because the, person. the threat was taken down yeah, before they could... There wasn't a mass shooting. Exactly. That's the point. That's why it's not being talked about. Because there were security guards there that were armed who saw a threat and neutralized the threat. Unfortunately, might have also hit a kid in the process. But what are you going to do? I don't know. Um, So, yeah. So, it's not a mass shooting. And that's why it's not going to be as big of a news story. And it seems like this person was a free Palestine person, whatever you want to call those kind of protesters or activists or whatever they are. And so it's just not going to get the kind of play as if the gun would have had a swastika on it or something like that. And it would have been a, a synagogue or a black church or whatever, you know, said MAGA, whatever it would be wall to wall coverage right now. Uh, so that's just not, you're just not going to get the same play out of the media. I literally, I spent all morning of last night and all morning rounding up news today and almost didn't even see this story after spending a ton of time looking through the news so all right now back to the super bowl (laughs) let's get back to more important things in the news something else happened over the weekend super bowl do you you know no i actually i thought the halftime show was good it was good yeah they i I have a conspiracy and i love that that they they brought out alicia keys she started off a little rough but then she got it together yeah yeah, I have a conspiracy theory that I have from was it last year or the year before that they they did splice in a pre-recorded um, piece of video. In my opinion, uh, I, maybe not because it was seven o'clock they, on the dot. It, yeah, he's in the drop top, and you, what you see is him coming through there. No, when they first and it just come so out, happened to be at seven o'clock when they come through with the uh, roller skates, and you see the big moving motion shots and all that, following and tracking everyone. I get that they could do that, but when you're throwing together a show with like a 10 minute buffer time, uh, it's my opinion that they pre-recorded that very quick moving motion shot following everyone on roller skates and cut that into the actual show because I don't Even know. Even though they still did it live. They still did it live so they can still cut back to what's happening live, but I think I think you push in that pre-recorded spot mm. before that. Mm. So... I know there's my Super Bowl conspiracy. Yeah. Because I think I've seen it done before. I can't remember who, man, I can't think of a guy's name now uh, that, I, that I thought they did that for. It was the first so what time you're I saying is Travis Kelsey is gay. I'll have that's to rewatch your... what I just said, but I, I could have said that. <laughs> I, I could have said that's that. That's your assertion. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's what I just said. I'm pretty sure. Okay. You guys rewatch the tape if you want to figure that out. Okay, no, we have to say one thing serious. We'll get to some political, some political stuff real quick. Oh yeah, and the, you know, someone said it's all, it's all fake. All the music is fake. Like no one's actually. I mean, they're playing their guitars, but that's a pre-recorded guitar. Red Hot Chili Peppers kind of let that out of the bag when they decided to protest and leave their guitars unplugged uh, during during their performance. You don't have time to mic up the amplifiers and stuff like that in the ten fifteen minute window that you have and make it sound good enough for a hundred million. You pre-record all that stuff and then everyone's just playing to the music. That's, that's how that happens. I'm sorry. 
to burst everyone's bubble. Uh, I'm real sorry. I put Travis thing, Kelsey's outfit in the show notes for you. Only thing that was real uh, was the uh, was Just the vocals, unfortunately. So Trump over the weekend, you know Trump, he's running for president. Yeah, look at the show notes while you go over this. Okay. Do you want me to look at the <laughs> show right. notes while I go over this? Yeah. Uh, we'll play a video, a 24-second video of Trump talking about Russia. You know we had the whole Russia thing with oh, yeah. Tucker come out and all that. I heard about this. He said Russia can do whatever they want. Basically. Well, he so he he does a Trump thing where he starts off with like a good point where he should stick with the good point, and then he goes off on the Trump tangent and says real dumb stuff yeah. after that. Like make it well. We'll we'll play the video and we'll talk about where the good point is, and a then Trump we're, tangent. It goes off of the Trump tangent rails uh, pretty quickly. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said. Well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. All right. He sounds like a mob boss in this video. Okay. I get it. Even the accent. (laughs) All of it. (laughs) Straight up mobster. Mobster (laughs) Trump right now. Now, the point that he's making, I think, is a valuable point in that people pay into NATO and they're supposed to have protection from all of Russia's aggression or anyone else who's going to invade a NATO country. And some people don't pay all the money into it. All right. Did you want me to show the Travis Kelsey outfit? So they're in in delinquency. There's the Travis Kelsey outfit that uh, Charlie sent over to the podcast notes. Now they're NATO bills with a collection agency. (laughs) So. You send up a couple, you know, tough guys over there to rough them up a little bit and give them the pay. Now, I think you can make a good point about how people that are in NATO should pay their fair share. And in this case, there's actually a percentage that they want people to pay, which is 2% of their GDP. Um, There's a number that they're supposed to pay that they don't. And then they still get the protection. And then the U.S. ends up making up the difference, I guess. And we pay three something percent. We pay more than whatever the uh, target number is, which is 2%. And he's made this case in the past that it's not fair for American taxpayers. Now, that's all well and good. That's a good point. That doesn't mean that you would encourage Russia (laughs) to do whatever they want. Those are different things. (laughs) You don't... (laughs) There's no reason to encourage a country to invade another country because these people aren't paying their bill. You know, that doesn't make any sense. So that's where he kind of goes off the rails and says dumb stuff. Here's some stuff in the past here from uh, Trump talking about this very same fact. Subject. These grave security concerns are the same reason that I have been very, very direct with Secretary Stoltenberg and members of the alliance in saying that NATO members must finally contribute their fair share and meet their financial obligations. But 23 of the 28 member nations are still not paying what they should be paying and what they are supposed to be paying for their defense. This is not fair to the people and taxpayers of the United States. And many of these nations owe massive amounts of money from past years and not paying in those past years. Over the last now notice he doesn't go on to say in front of all of these people that he would encourage Russia to invade their countries because they're not paying. Yeah. That's the part where, um, you know, you don't 
He'll send Trump Collections, new company he just started. You don't have to go over the top so much, Trump. You know, and maybe could we be serious here for not be such a Trump shills here? Is he actually a terrible dude who thinks that Russia should invade these countries because they're not paying their fair share? I don't know. (laughs) Your default position is no, right? That he doesn't actually think that they should invade these countries, Right. right? Right. I don't know why, but that's my default position as yeah. well. Well, because but, he, he didn't, that didn't happen during his presidency. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> he true. was still talking about this. And, I mean, Russia literally waited for him to get out of office before they went and invaded Ukraine. Right. There's something going on there. I don't know what it is. That's how deep the corruption went, was that it prevented war <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from exactly. happening, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, so we have the stuff from Trump. I did bring in you know some of the graphs that were going around and stuff. It uh, looks like Poland, as of 2023, is paying the highest amount uh, as a percentage of their GDP, 3.9%. We have 35 But yeah, then you got, I mean, these people at 1.9, maybe you let them slide, but you give them a warning that they don't pay more by next weekend. You Cut know? their phone bill off. Yeah, you're going to come in there and start breaking some of their product on the shelves yeah. and stuff, hit their grandma with a baseball bat. I don't know what people do. Maybe blow up a Nord Stream pipeline. Yeah, whatever it is. I'm not sure. But yeah, you got Netherlands, Norway, Denmark, Germany, Chechnya, Portugal, Italy, Canada, Slovenia, Spain, Belgium, Luxembourg, all this stuff uh, that are just, they're not paying what you're even supposed to be paying. And I get the idea. Why is it that you can join this organization, not pay what you're supposed to pay, but then you still get the protection? Doesn't that mean that you either don't get the protection or you need to pay back all of your money that you owe towards this organization or sidebar the organization shouldn't exist in the first place there's another option uh, that we could have because it's freaking 2024 but whatever um any other thoughts on this Charlie? do you think trump's just a wild uh, clearly he's gonna start world war three yeah that's what's gonna happen i don't him. think we should have nato but <laughs> yeah yeah we might actually make it into this topic right here we're only 33 minutes in you didn't go hard enough on the foot washing stations. You know, we didn't spend enough time on that today. I, I thought I went pretty hard on it. Is that a brand of like a Jesus foot washing station that you could sell to people you think? Probably could. Yeah. Do that. Mm-hmm. That's not a, just not like a bad you should, idea. Just like you should bake the gays <clears throat> cake. Yeah. You know, if like you're called to love people. Yeah. That's it. You've never That's washed it. my feet though. I will. <laughs> okay. I'll do it. By the way, this will be in dumb leap of the week, I'm sure, but the New York Times wants you to know that memory loss requires a careful diagnosis, scientists say. Mm. So some scientists have come out of the woodwork and said, hey, you know what they said about Joe Biden in that special report last week? You can't, you can't go as far as to say that he has memory loss. Yeah. Okay. Because that guy was not a doctor. No. No, that yeah. guy is not a doctor, and even though he watched him exhibit memory loss several times on very important things, he can't say that he had memory loss. <laughs> no. I mean, the guy didn't put that he had dementia in the paperwork or anything. <laughs> he didn't diagnose him with anything. And he also gave him an out. He said that the jury was unlikely to convict because they would easily convince the jury that he forgot what was going on. He forgot his own name! Actually, I went through... Oh. And yeah, pulled this up here too. Um, here's a, on the left side, memory loss requires careful diagnosis. Scientists say from the New York Times. On the right side, from the New York Times, Trump is mentally unfit. No exam needed. <laughs> no careful diagnosis. Same, same. same. 
It's all fine. All fine. Wow, that's, that's from 2019. So <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some there's some stuff in here. Uh, while the report disparaged Mr. Biden's mental health, medical experts, you know, you got to trust the experts. On Friday, noted that its judgments were not based on science. You know, you want to be based on things on science, and that its methods bore no resemblance to those that doctors use to assess possible cognitive impairment. Mm-hmm. He didn't say that he had Alzheimer's or something. He just said that he forgot so much stuff in the interview that he was likely going to come across as a guy that forgets a lot of stuff. Yeah. I don't think that's a medical diagnosis or anything. Uh, they say, in its simplest form, the issue is one that doctors and family members have been dealing with for decades. How do you know when an episode of confusion or a memory lapse is part of a serious decline? I don't know. Age. I mean, you could watch the guy on Ask TV questions. for years and years and years. You know, I've seen him. I've seen Joe Biden talk more than I've seen my grandparents talk. You know, uh, the diagnosis requires a battery of sophisticated and objective tests to prove to probe several areas, different types of memory, language, executive function, problem solving and spatial skills and attention. The tests determine if there's a medical condition and if so, its nature and extent. He didn't say he had a medical condition still. Uh, forgetting an event doesn't necessarily mean there is a problem, said Dr. John Morris. So nothing to worry about here, Charlie, even though most people in the United States agree that Joe Biden is too old to be president. They're not experts in the matter. And as experts say that they're not going to look into it, but that no one else should talk about it either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's the thing. Anything else on this? You good? No, but did you see someone sent us a message on Instagram that I thought was really funny? No, Joe Biden did a commercial on shrinkflation. I did see that commercial. (laughs) Yeah. I um, I actually, I had that. I was going to bring it in. And the weird, so the weird thing is with this, with this whole shrinkflation thing is that's kind of what they've, so they didn't do the normal Super Bowl, uh, interview that happens, you know, like every year the president gets to do a normal Super Bowl, Super Bowl interview. And he didn't do that, but we get this shrinkflation thing. And the sad part is, is even in the shrinkflation video, which is really weird, um, he still looks super old and like he's close to dying and doesn't make a lot of sense. And this still is a, fumbles his words. It's a pre-recorded thing that they yeah. shot. Who knows how many times? I don't know why he's in a movie theater. Why is he in the movie theater? Did you notice he has a Ukraine flag pen? Next no, to his yeah, American see that. Flag? Look at that. Um, here's Biden talking about shrinkflation. It's Super Bowl Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. You know they had to put captions on this for a reason, you know. By the way, that's a, like a 32-ounce Gatorade bottle. That's the same. <laughs> big bottle. That's no, it's a, smaller. It is? It's, oh, I don't know. <laughs> By the way, Turkey Hill, right? That's the best ice cream. I don't care who you are. Mm. That's the best stuff. All right, let's see what else he has to say. Or is he saying the bag double stuff or not fewer- double stuff? No, they're more like 1.5 stuff now. <laughs> okay. How many rolls do you get? <laughs> I'm not sure. Stuff? I'm not sure. Chips. But they're still charging it just as much as an ice cream lover. This, this, is, is, a, just as much. this is a pre-recorded thing. It's 48 seconds long. Just as much. They had to put this like little jumpy music in the background to make it sound <laughs> like he's alive. Still, this is the best they can do. Yeah. And they don't do the Super Bowl interview, which is an admission that he's too old. That if he wasn't too old, he would have done the interview. 
It's a free publicity from mil- tens of millions at that time of people watching. Sure, the you. NFL doesn't charge them for that. They might charge them for that. I don't know. <laughs> but where's that in this Joe Biden conspiracy? He didn't get the free interview. I guess he got the team the win that he wanted the win. Let's he gets that Taylor Swift uh, endorsement and all that. But this is the best they can do. It's a, it's nuts. What makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing. God. Oh, God. It's hard enough watching them live, but when it's a pre-recorded thing and I still get uncomfortable watching them talk. Yeah. It's it's sad. Well, this is unscientific, though, Nate. I know. Okay. I'm not diagnosing them with anything. <laughs> I'm saying personally, anecdotally, I get uncomfortable yep. watching this video. Mm-hmm. And now they're they're going after the shrinkflation thing because, yet again, they want to blame corporations for the increases in prices. Which, by the way, they are doing that. If you notice, they are. Well, of course they you know, are. You can, you can tell. Some definitely yeah. chips. They're fewer ounces than mm-hmm. used to be for the same price or more. Now. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's what happens. It's been happening for a long time. We're about to cut a 42-minute episode, and we're still going to charge people in the Faith Haters Club the same amount. In fact, it went up a little bit Mm -hmm. like six months ago. You know, the episodes are getting shorter and shorter. Mm -hmm. They're getting less time, you know? Yeah. Less per ounce. Because we're a greedy corporation. (laughs) But no, it's it's still inflation. You can call it shrinkflation. You call it inflation or whatever. The... The per ounce price or the per unit price or whatever is changing for the goods. Now, they might be increasing it when they don't have to. The point is, they can. And why can they? They're going to keep doing this until they find that magical point where they get the highest amount of volume and the highest amount of money coming in. Mm -hmm. And what changed was all the trillions of dollars that were thrown out there into the economy. And that's it. They're always doing this. They're doing the same thing four or five years ago. Totally antithetical to michelle obama's position where you shouldn't eat oreos i know we want more oreos and he's oreos he is there on display the oreos Mm -hmm. were on display yeah and michelle obama would not have any of that so that's the thing with michelle's president you can don't expect a video like this i got a fact her super bowl snacks are carrots and homemade greek yogurt ranch yeah greek Yogurt ranch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got to fact check some of these. You said bottles are getting smaller. Are the bottles themselves getting, getting smaller? Are, is there the same amount of liquid, but they're not, you know, keeping as much of the extra airspace in there? They're trying to save plastic. As far as I know, like, what's going on? I still see 20 ounce bottles and 32 ounce bottles and 16.9 ounce bottles. I got a 16.9 yeah. ounce bottle right here. And I, I feel like that's kind of the normal size of bottle of water. That you mm. used to get. I'm not sure. I mean, this is not a four year old bottle of water right here. I just yep. got this like last week. Uh, so I want to check some of the shrinkflation stuff, but clearly they do it. The point is, it's a, just another chance for them to blame greedy corporations uh, for doing what they have always done. And they're going to continue doing it for the rest of all time un- unless they decide to come in here and do some kind of price controls or to fix shrinkflation. You're going to have to do content controls. Oh, you're not allowed to decrease the amount of stuff in a bag. Who decided what the right amount of stuff in the bag is? 
Well, you're telling me that in 2019, we were at the right amount of stuff in the bag. That was the time, man. Right there, perfect a, amount of ounces in a bag. That was the right amount of Oreos <laughs> in those trays. Okay, so uh, in the next few segments, we're going to be talking about a little bit more about Biden and uh, whether or not he's all there. The answer is no, by the way. Shocker. We'll be going over the uh, John Stewart clip uh, from his first show back and the Senate passing the $95 billion aid to Ukraine and Israel and all that stuff. And then, of course, we'll be doing everyone's favorite show, Dumb Bleep of the Week, on Liberty at Night on the Free Talk Live Network. The new fourth edition of Healing Our World, The Compassion of Libertarianism, will take your understanding of liberty to a deeper level and has over 1,300 updated references, new cartoons, and a forward by Dr. Ron Paul. With discounts for multiple book purchases, the fourth edition of Healing Our World is a great gift for the liberals, pragmatists, environmentalists, and Christians in your life who think libertarianism is cold-hearted. Get yours today at healing.freetalklive.com and use promo code FTL for a $5 discount. Free Talk Live. Well, what is up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network. Coming Coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee. That right there. How's it going today, Chuck? Music City. Happy Tuesday night. This is Good Morning Liberty, where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. It's also Liberty at Night. It's also Liberty at Night, where we talk about nighttime life, liberty, and the pursuit of nighttime meaning. It's so, so weird because, you know, the club goes up on a Tuesday. It does. And so does Good Morning Liberty. I know. We go up to Liberty at night. So if you're listening <laughs> on, on the radio Tuesday. right now, if it's your first time listening to us, go find our daily podcast called Good Morning Liberty on your favorite podcast app. Anyhow, big news, of course. It's a shocking turn of events. The uh, The Senate passed a $95 billion aid package for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. Uh, there was a filibuster attempt last night. Rand Paul was out there talking, maybe a couple other guys. I don't know. I didn't I didn't see like a live filibuster streaming or anything, but it went for a while. I did see Rand Paul and I liked how he said, we don't even have this money. Yeah. We, we don't even have money. I just uh, I just tweeted, if yeah. we can afford this $95 billion, we can afford to cut $95 billion in taxes mm-hmm. today. Why don't we just do that instead? How about that? We're not going to do that, though. Oh. $60 billion. What goes to supporting Ukraine as it defends itself from Putin's price hike invasion that began nearly two years ago? Uh, $14 billion of that is to allow Ukraine to rearm itself through the purchase of weapons and munitions and other, another nearly 50, by the way. From American get, companies. <laughs> yeah, they get to pay the prices that we paid for the weapons like 20 years ago and they buy them from the warehouse, not what we have to pay to replace them. Mm-hmm. But that's a topic for another day, I guess. Another 15 bill. For support services such as military training and intelligence sharing, must be some know. really nice intelligence sharing that they got. Man, they write. I just sent an email to someone. They write know. these like in gold letters. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very, very. Or maybe it's on gold stuff. paper. It's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> just huh. I don't. I'm just get a Gmail account, something like that. Share like get a Dropbox folder. Yeah, Google Drive. <laughs> Google Drive. <laughs> you know. We should run a country, you know. We should. This, these are good ideas. Uh-huh. Also includes non-military assistance. Eight billion would go to help Ukraine's government continue basic operations with a prohibition on money going toward pensions. And there's about one point six billion see, to help look, Ukraine's private sector. 
Once you give money, you can't direct it. It doesn't no, matter. They'll just that's use a fallacy. Di- no, they'll use different money for that. Exactly. <laughs> it's a fallacy. Yeah. What is that? There's a name for it. I can't remember. I don't but know. It is an know. economic fallacy to think that you can partition money in certain areas. You can't. Because fungible. Teed up. There it is. With fungible. A, with a word. Because here's the thing. Yeah, they can't spend the eight billion. Uh, that towards pensions, towards pensions, but they'll take the eight billion they need to spend on pensions yeah. that they already have, and spend it on pensions. Well, they were going to use and their so, own eight billion to keep their government going with basic operations. Now we're going to do that, so they're going to use their eight billion to, pay to go pensions. towards the other stuff that they're not supposed to use it for. That's, exactly, that's how it works. About a third of the money allocated to support Ukraine actually will be spent replenishing the U.S. military with the weapons and equipment that are going to Ukraine. So a third of this is actually just buying back weapons that we've already sent to them. Uh, still Ukraine aid, I guess, but it is leading the people tweeting, uh, saying, why do Republicans hate the military? This is the buy weapons to defend ourselves. So uh, all of a sudden, Republicans hate the troops. $480 million to help Ukrainians uh, displaced by the war as well. Wait, hang on, go back, because Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. Yeah, he said, he said that the money is about rebuilding the arsenal of democracy. <laughs> okay. And demonstrating to our allies and adversaries alike that we're serious about exercising American strength. See, that's the problem. We haven't been serious lately about exercising America's strength. We, we've just, we've never tried to do and that. And just like any muscle, if you don't exercise it, it deflates. It atrophies. You know? Exactly. We just can't do anything. Yeah. The arsenal so, of democracy. That's gonna, don't you hate it when a democracy lands on your house and kills your family? I know. I just hate that. Oh. Seen it a million times. And they, God, both sides use these ridiculous buzzwords. <laughs> Israel, 14 billion would go to support Israel in the U.S. military operations in the region. 4 billion would go to boost Israel's air defenses with another 1.2 for Iron Beam, a laser weapon system designed to intercept and destroy missiles. Yes, Jewish lasers. <laughs> that's what that's going for. Are they attached to the sharks? Uh, yeah, I think on, so. On their heads? Uh, there's also $2.5 billion to support U.S. military operations in the region. I still want to ask this question that no one has answered yet. Is Israel over here sitting around saying, oh, we want to destroy Hamas, but we just don't have the money to do it? You know, we would we would bomb Gaza, but we just don't have any weapons. We just don't have any bombs. We just have to wait for the United States to send us money to do this. No, they're doing fine. They're doing fine. In fact, I think they they their finances are in better order than ours. They they are. This is simply in the bill to try and get some Republicans to support it, and so we can signal to Israel that we are behind them. Uh, it also contains nine point two billion in humanitarian assistance to provide food, water, shelter, and medical care to civilians in Gaza and the West Bank. So we'll pay to bomb the people in Gaza, and then we'll pay to help the people in Gaza that got bombed. It's literally the definition of the government breaking your leg and then giving <laughs> you crutches. It's the same thing. It's just taken to its fullest extent. Yeah, except bombs. they're going to blow off your leg. Yes. So you'll need prosthetics. Uh, let's see. None of this other stuff is super important. Spending related to China, $8 billion would go to support key partners in the Indo-Pacific and deter aggression by the Chinese government. Bill includes 1.9 bill to replenish U.S. weapons provided to Taiwan and about 3.3 billion to build more U.S. made submarines in support. I'd probably get you about two submarines in support of a uh, security partnership with probably, Australia and the probably one UK submarine. Yeah, maybe yeah. one. 
Other provisions, it includes $400 million for a grant program that helps nonprofits and places of worship make security enhancements and protect them from hate crimes. Mm. Had they discussed enhancing criminal penalties for hate crimes over there? I think that that would probably <laughs> deter aggression. There's also language that would target sanctions on criminal organizations involved in the production of fentanyl. That's Yeah, that's because these terrorists are yeah. high. Mm-hmm. That's why they do so much crazy stuff. That's why they do that. And it's all a search for more fentanyl. That's that's what it is. You know who won in this, Mm. Bill? American military manufacturers. Military contractors. Uh, That's that's who won. Love that money. The defense systems. Uh, Let's see. We got some videos here from Rand Paul. By the way, uh, 22 Republicans voted yes on this bill. I looked. I didn't see Marsha Blackburn on there, and I was surprised, Hmm. actually. So... I don't know. Maybe she's. Maybe I'll vote against her less hard, but still. So this was against like all Democrats. Mm. Yeah, basically. I mean they've got what is it? Um, fifty-one to what's the margin in the Senate? Fifty-one to forty-nine, something like that. I can't remember yeah. exactly what it is. Uh, and they got they have to get over sixty for the filibuster, but they got twenty-two Republicans to vote along with them. It ended up with seventy senators voting to uh, to pass this. I'm not sure exactly how the math works out on that, but. McConnell, Romney, um, yeah, Romney. Uh, anyone? I mean, there's no, there's no shocking names on this list. Uh, we've got, let's see, video from Rand Paul talking about this is bad, and so here's Rand Paul saying this is bad. I care about the bankrupting the of America. That's weird. I care about the looting of our treasury. There can be an honest debate over national security or what is in our vital security. But there never is a debate. If you look closely at what people say, they'll simply declare it's in our national security to send money to Ukraine. There isn't really a debate. I actually think it's the opposite. I think sending money to Ukraine actually makes our national security more endangered. I think it threatens our vital national security to send more money to Ukraine. Why? Because I think it threatens the fiscal solvency of our country. All right, so that's Rand Paul's take on the matter. Whew, that was weird when it's only on one side like yeah. that. Really Just what throws Putin you off. said, by the way. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is the solvency of America. I wonder, you know, there's really no plan for how Ukraine is going to win this war. I, I do wonder if this is just a plan to try and outspend Russia, basically, to, to just kind of keep them going until they have to give up on the whole thing. I, I mean, that's probably part of the plan. When it comes to Israel... They really don't seem to need our money. We're just going to be signaling that they have our support. Uh, I don't think that what Israel is doing is going to achieve their objectives. You know, if we go all the way back to our October conversations on this matter, uh, the biggest thing is even if you support Israel and their right to defend themselves, which you do have a right to defend yourself when someone attacks you, maybe they've gone slightly too far, you know, killing 30,000 people kind of more than were killed over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we might disagree with the way that they've done this. Regardless of how you feel about it, if you want Israel to be safer, I think that the exact opposite has happened. I think that they have ensured that they will be in more danger for generations because of what they've done. And that, even if you support what they're doing, that should not be the outcome you're looking for. Do you think if America goes to war that mm-hmm. Israel sends funding? 
to America? <laughs> I don't know. We want. I want to see a list of the countries that provide <laughs> us with money, with financial being, aid. Being the country that's thirty-four trillion in debt and all that, I want to see who's sending us money to keep protecting them all over the place. That's not how it works. Uh, here's Mitch McConnell talking about how important this is, and that uh, basically we have to protect our empire, and we need to get search. And the uh, people should be serious about this. So here's what he had to say. In democracy, democracy. and in peace. I know it's become quite fashionable in some circles to disregard the global, in- the global interests we have as a global power. To bemoan the responsibilities of global leadership. To lament the commitment that has underpinned the longest drought of great power conflict in human history. This is the idle work for idle minds, and it has no place in the United States Senate. <laughs> Compelling them rich. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Wow. Right there. Almost uh, jumped out of my seat. Yeah. These, I'm enthused about this. I feel like I need to do a workout. Yeah. If you think that we shouldn't be doing this, that's I, the, the people who are arguing that, that this is idle work for idle minds. Sorry, my. Every time he takes a pause before the next word, I'm like, oh my God, it's happening again. He's going to freeze. <laughs> it's going to happen. But the the other thing he going. said there that was kind of <clears throat> weird was this is the long, basically the longest stretch without like the, a global power, you know, being at war, yeah. essentially. This is, the lo- this is the longest stretch of peace we've had in history. It's too long. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> well, we've had to have a lot of wars to have that peace, <laughs> you know? Think yeah. of all the wars we've had going on over our entire lifetimes to ensure that we weren't at war. This is so, it's so strange <laughs> sometimes thinking about that we're in 2024 now mm-hmm. and humans are still killing each other. Same thing. It's so wild. Here's what uh, Mitt Romney had to say about it. And there was a time in history where I thought he should be the president. Did you vote for him? I didn't vote in that election. No, I didn't. I was uh, too lazy, but I did want him to win. I did. I'll be on 100% honest right now. Against Obama? No cap. I wanted him to win. And it wasn't because Obama was black. Okay? It wasn't. Sure. The vote we will soon take to provide military weapons for Ukraine is the most important vote we will ever take as United States senators. Ever. Yeah. Okay. There's the clip right there. This vote is the most important vote mm. ever. As a United States senator, this vote to borrow money or inflate our currency and give $95 billion amongst these three different countries is the most important vote that any of these guys are ever going to take. That's the how pro- important this is. The only problem I see with this is at the very beginning, he didn't say, let me be clear. Hmm. So it sounded a little muddy. Yeah. Could be lying (laughs) right now since he didn't say, let me be clear. Exactly. Okay. Who else do we have on this thing? Oh, there is, by the way, there, there is like a little bit of good news on this topic. I know we're talking about the the crazy stuff right now. I guess it's good news. I still think it's going to happen, but um, speaker Mike Johnson says that this is DOA. He's not going to bring it to a vote. If he brings it to a vote, it'll pass. Because they have a very thin margin, all the Democrats will vote in support of it, and a lot of the Republicans will will vote in support of it. So it will pass. 
And right now, he is saying that he is not going to bring it to a vote. I saw a lot of people saying that, uh, of course, he's afraid of democracy, you know, <laughs> if he would just bring this to a vote. But I think that some rules like this are, it is good that we have these kinds of safeguards against things. Of course, Democrats would use it to their advantage as well mm-hmm. if there was a Republican Senate and a Democrat House and Republicans passed something they didn't like they would do the same thing. And it is kind of a safeguard to, to check some checks and balances, I think is what we should call it. I just made that up right there on the spot, yeah. but I think that that's what we should call it. Balance, balance and checks. What do you think? Balance and checks. Balance and checks. Yeah. We can call it that yeah. instead. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to prestige worldwide, worldwide. He says Republicans were crystal clear from the very beginning. House Republicans. House Republicans were, were cl- crystal clear from the very beginning of discussions that any so-called national security, Legislation must recognize that national security begins at our own border. The House acted 10 months ago to help enact transformative policy change by passing the Secure Our Border Act. And since then, including today, the Senate has failed to meet the moment. Uh, The Senate did the right thing last week by rejecting the Ukraine-Taiwan-Gaza-Israel immigration legislation due to its insufficient border provisions. See, where I don't like this guy is that if it would have had these sufficient border provisions, then this 90 or so billion dollars still would have been able to go out to these other countries. Yeah. So you're not actually against it. Just he, say you're not against it. You might as well go ahead and pass it. You're, you're, you're saying you're not against it. This is the politicians just play both sides. I know, you know, That's they want to make sure that their constituents who support Israel and, and Ukraine are happy. And the ones who want the border secure are happy. It's not about the principle the fact that we don't have the money. No. Oh. We can borrow money. We're doing it fine. It doesn't man. exist. We're doing just fine. <laughs> I don't see what you're all worked up about, man. We got plenty of money. Mm. Yep. Um, let's transition over here to this uh, Joe Biden is old topic. One of the most fun topics to talk about. You know, um, the White House is confirming that Biden will not take a cognitive test as part of his upcoming physical exam. According to this Twitter page, Biden will be the first U.S. president in history. I don't believe anything I read on Twitter, uh, but I did want to play this before we get to the John Stewart thing from last night. Did you see the John Stewart? I did clip? not. Does the White House? He's back. And it was good. And I'm going to talk. This could be White Pill Wednesday, but I'm not just going to say, oh, that was funny. That was funny. It's really good to have this. Uh, We'll talk about that here in a second, but here's what KJP had to say about Biden's cognitive abilities. I think that the the idea of the president taking a cognition test, a cognitive test, as a part of this uh, physical is a legitimate idea, particularly just on the heels of the special counsel report, more polling, as my colleague Selena just mentioned, showing that many American people have concerns about that. Look, I got this question last week as well, and I'm just going to say what the what uh, Dr. O'Connor. It's kind of a uh, what he said to me about a year ago uh, when the report came out last year, uh, obviously on his physical, uh, which is the president proves every day how he operates, how he thinks. Yes, he does. Right, but by dealing with world leaders, by making really difficult decisions on behalf of the the American people, whether it's domestic, whether it's national security, and so he shows it every day on how he thinks, how he operates. Operates, uh, and so that is how uh, that is how the Dr. O'Connor sees it, and that's how I'm going to leave it. What do you think about the idea? Of- so um, she's right; he does show every day how yeah, he's he thinks. Capable, yes, yeah, <laughs> way more than than uh, than people. I actually, 
Yeah, she goes on to say, I don't know if um, I cut it off too soon, but she goes to say these key words that have clearly been sent out to everyone. The first thing you have to say is that he's sharp. It's the first word. Mm-hmm. I, did she say that in this clip yet? Uh-oh. Let me see. I don't know why there's music. Why do people put music in the background and stuff? It's so weird. I believe for me, you're asking me my personal opinion. Uh, he is sharp. Uh, he is on top of things. He, When we have uh, meetings with him, with his staff, he's constantly pushing us, getting trying to get more information. Like why they are there <laughs> and what room he is in. And what day is it? Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Who am Where? I? Where's Bo? <laughs> Where are we? Did you invite Bo stuff, to this meeting? Why like is he that, not here? Yeah. He's yeah. constantly pushing for more information all the time. She's lying. Yeah. She's lying. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows that. Everyone in the room knows that she's lying. Am I still vice president? <laughs> Where's Obama? <laughs> this, the, the sick thing that we've gotten to is everyone in the room knows she's lying. She knows that she's lying. She knows that everyone in the room knows that she's lying. And they know that she knows that she's lying. All of them have agreed upon this fake thing that they're going to do right now where she says the words and they report them. And then us idiots out here are just supposed to believe it because these people said that it's so. Yeah. And that's what they believe should happen. Yeah. It's also called gaslighting. Yeah. Yeah. It's just all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Now let's get into the uh, John Stewart thing. So he did this, uh, his, he's doing a, like a once a week thing. It's basically like, don't pay attention to what Joe Biden actually says. Don't believe your lying eyes and ears. Yeah. Don't pay it. That's why it's gaslighting Mm -hmm. because you can actually, you know what's going on, and they're trying to make you feel crazy. You know, like he's sharp. This guy, this guy's the best I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, he's the greatest president. Bidenomics, baby. No one believes it. That's ridiculous. Now, um, John Seward is back, I think, one day a week. I think on Mondays he's coming back and doing this. And this this clip right here, which the original clip was seven minutes. But did he I retire? Cut it down like, what? I don't yeah, remember. He, left, uh, he retired nine years ago, I think. Nine years. Nine years. I know. What has he been doing since? Uh, he tried a show on Apple. Oh, that's um, right. Can't remember the name of it right now, but it was terrible. I couldn't make it through like five minutes of the show uh, because it was just super hard, annoying, lefty stuff. It was not the Daily Show format, which he is perfect for. Like the Daily Show was a good was a good comedy show. Weirdly enough, it morphed into this thing where a lot of people our age considered it like their number one source of news. And the good thing is he actually covered covered things from from both sides, which is what people are upset about. People on the left are upset with John Stewart right now because he talked about how Joe Biden is old. And it reminded me of the whole uh, Wuhan China coronavirus lab leak. And that he was the one, he he kind of broke the glass ceiling. He changed the Overton window or whatever on it being acceptable to say that COVID leaked from a lab uh, by going on, I guess, uh, Stephen Colbert's show. And wasn't too long after that, it was something that we were able to talk about. And so I'm actually encouraged by the fact that he is out there doing this thing uh, about Biden and about Trump because maybe he's the kind of guy who's going to break the ceiling again or going to change the way that we're allowed to talk about this. Maybe people on the left and the right, potentially, will uh, start to take this seriously. We'll get into this video from 
John Stewart. I trimmed it down to four minutes, and he's going to make a lot of points that you're going to agree with, and maybe some that you won't. We'll be listening to that coming up soon on Liberty at Night on the Free Talk Live Network. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. PorcupineRealEstate.com we're back liberty and night on the free talk live network and so here is uh it's a four minute clip of john stewart's bit from last night it is not crazy to think that the oldest people in the history of the country to ever run for president might have some of these challenges now democrats will say that any criticism like this especially of biden is unfair because you just don't know Biden like they know Biden. President Biden is sharp, he's focused, he's bright. He is sharp, intensely probing, and detail-oriented and focused. This is a man who is sharp, who is on top of his game, who knows what's going on. He's smart, he's on his game. I was in almost every meeting with the president, and the president was in front of and on top of it all. (laughs) Did anyone film that? (laughs) Because if you're... If you're telling us behind the scenes he is sharp and full of energy and on top of it and really in control and leading, you should film that. (laughs) That would be good to show to people. Instead of a TikTok, where he goes, <laughs> of course, when it comes to Republicans, they've got a different strategy for their 77-year-old candidate. Well, first of all, Donald Trump is not an old man. He's an old man. He is objectively an old man on a human scale. Trump is objectively old. That is not being ageist. That is being human lifespanist. They are the oldest people ever to run for president, breaking by only four years the record that they set. (laughs) The last time they ran, they are at the age, they are objectively old, they're at the age. You know what? I think we've got a new name for our election coverage. Indecision 2024 Antiques Roadshow. All right. (laughs) What's crazy is thinking that we're the ones as voters who must silence concerns and criticisms. It is the candidate's job to assuage concerns, not the voter's job not to mention them. I don't want to have to do this on my first day. Come come over here. Look at me. Look what time hath wrought. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm t- like 20 years younger than these. The stakes of this election don't make Donald Trump's opponent less subject to scrutiny. It actually makes him more subject to scrutiny. If the barbarians are at the gate, you want Conan standing on the ramparts, not chocolate chip cookie guy. (laughs) Look, the next nine months or so, and maybe more than that, depending on the coup schedule, (laughs) they're going to suck. You're going to be getting emails with insane subject lines like, hello, John, it's Chuck Schumer. (laughs) Donald Trump is right behind you with a knife. (laughs) You're going to get inundated with robocalls and push polls and real polls, and people are going to tell you to rock the vote and be the vote and vote the vote and finger bang the vote. And it's all (laughs) going to make you feel like Tuesday, November 5th is the only day that matters. And that day does matter. But man, November 6th ain't nothing to sneeze at or November 7th. If your guy loses, bad things might happen. But the country is not over. And if your guy wins, the country is in no way saved. The work of making this world resemble one that you would prefer to live in is a lunch pail job day in and day out. So the good news is I'm not saying you don't have to worry about who wins the election. I'm saying you have to worry about every day before it and every day after. Forever. Although on the plus side I am told that at some point the sun will run out of hydrogen. (laughs) <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's really good. It's good stuff. I uh, I didn't realize how much I missed seeing John Seward on the Daily Show because <laughs> Trevor Noah was terrible. Like they after he left, they went like a strictly crazy leftist position. He he actually left right before Trump uh took off, actually before the election, John Stewart left. And once Trump won, I mean, they just went crazy partisan leftist and that's all it was and it just was not funny. Uh, because there has to be a little bit of truth in jokes for them to be for them to be funny. So nothing that they ever said was actually funny because things that people on the left believe often are not true. And so that's the uh, that's the reason there. Um, this could actually, I'm hoping, this could actually change some things. Like when he was the first person to go out there on Colbert and say, "Of course, this virus leaked from the lab in China. Right? Of course it did. Yes. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know." And and right after that, we were allowed to talk about it. He was the guy who went out there and did it. And maybe this right here, him coming out here and saying, of course, Joe Biden is too old. Of course, he's not making any sense. We see it. And so know? is Trump. And so is Trump. They're both too old. They're both old. You know? Yes. And so I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm hoping that maybe somehow this guy, John Stewart, is going to allow everyone to talk truthfully about some things. Now, he'd said some stuff at the end that I sort of took issue with or that I wish wasn't true. When he's talking about how important the elections are, he's saying, you know, it's not just the 5th of November. Um, it's every day after that. And he says, it's not just that date. It's important. It's every day leading up to it and every day after that, you know, making sure, um, you know. And kinda, he kind of said the responsibilities on you. The onus he, is on he you. He did. He Go did. out and make the best day possible. He said that even if your guy wins, it doesn't mean the country is saved after that. You know, it's on you. I sort of wish 
it wasn't the case that the government and that the president had so much power and influence in people's lives and in the world that that wasn't the scale of how important the election was. It, it shouldn't matter. It really shouldn't. They have so much more power than they should. And the fact that there are so many people that feel like their lives depend on the right person getting elected into these offices is a problem. You shouldn't just say, well, so we have to make sure we're vigilant and that they're doing the right stuff. No, we got to we got to tackle that problem right there. Why does this person have so much power that it's the case that your life depends on who that wins they constitutionally this? should not have? Yeah, they should not. All these agencies they have that regulate everything to death and control our lives and the wars that we start and keep going forever, all these things, they shouldn't be happening. And that's the conversation I hope he has next, that it should not be this important who wins this election. Yeah. So anyhow, that's a, that's what I had to say about that. Now, well, and here's the other thing, you would get better candidates. Mm Mm-hmm. Because then you wouldn't have narcissists seeking the position. That's true. (laughs) You would actually have people who want to be public servants because that's all they would be able to do is serve the public. Mm -hmm. So you Mm -hmm. would actually get the right people in office, so to speak. Now, not perfect, of course. No one's perfect. But you would actually have the right people vying for the job, not people who are seeking power. And want to control everything. I was trying to bring up this uh, screenshot I forgot to put in the show notes uh, right here from the Rolling Stone. Um, is John Stewart still the right person to host The Daily Show? The comedy vet makes his return to the desk he left in 2015, but his both sides are equally bad approach may not translate to 2024. <laughs> and of course, the article is Actually, all about I how... Think it, I think that's where most of America sits. I know, but that's not where the left media wants to sit. That's not I, where they are. I know, but you want to talk about ratings. Oh, yeah. Like, I would love to see the numbers on this compared to what Trevor, Trevor Noah had. Because this article talked great about how Trevor Noah was the perfect person to come in and did a great job with the show. You know, People didn't watch it because he was black. That's, well, that's probably uh, the problem. Racism was the yeah. problem then. Now that we've got sure. a white guy back in there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs> that, now the ratings are going to go yeah. back up. Um, and so it is, it is uh, cool to see. It's not cool to see. It's funny to make fun of them. People on the left and the left media coming out saying, oh, no, you can't do this this thing that he used to do, which was that both sides were bad. Back when we weren't about to be in World War III, if Trump gets elected, which was trending earlier on Twitter today, funny enough, like the guy who didn't start any new wars versus the guy who we just had to spend another $95 billion to give the people who are at war right now because of what's going on in the world. Well, we haven't spent it yet. Sorry, they just uh, voted on that. We'll see if it actually goes through. It will. Um you know, which guy's actually going to take us into World War III? They're saying that it's just too dangerous. The stakes are too high to do this. Both sides are equally bad thing. It's got to be a strictly, you have to be against people on the right mm. TV show. Yeah. Because, you know, the stakes are too high. Because there's right too many now. TV shows on the right saying the left is bad. I know. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> there's way too many publications. Mm-hmm. That's, from, a, that's a, so many people in media out there just right talking about the left. wing domestic terrorists. <laughs> They've got control over... Most of the, the media. media, yeah, they know? control everything: schools, the media. So we need mo- we, yeah. we need media fighting back against that. <laughs> Finally, okay, that's all we got. That's our time limit for today. Did you hit the mark? We hit the mark. Oh, I thought it was thirty-seven. No, thirty-two was the actual mark. Oh, mm-hmm. see, this is what happens when you set goals, folks. It crushed them. You you can hit the mark mm-hmm. if you set a goal. 
when we were at 28 minutes earlier and we had finished that clip, I was like, I got to make up four minutes worth of BS right See, now. See, I wasn't thinking people about listen that because I just felt it. You were in the moment. I felt it in my you heart. You were talking as things came up. Yeah. yeah. I, so, we don't know who Mark is, but. I don't know. He, we hit him. We hit him. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that guy, Mark. Yeah. Blew exactly. him out of the water. Yeah. All right. That guy. <laughs> you know, he's, he's old. Trump and Biden. Ah, you know, perhaps, perhaps it's good that RFK Jr.'s running. Maybe he'll win. (laughs) There'll be enough people that don't want Biden or Trump. I do, oddly enough, have these moments, and I have to snap out of it, but I have these moments where I kind of wish he would win, even though I I think I'm not one of these guys who says RFK is good on anything. I don't think he's good on anything. I think he's, I think it's a broken clock is right twice a day thing. In my mind, to be a contrarian, mm-hmm. I say a broken clock is never right. And in Usher's mind, it's seven o'clock on the dot. It is. But I don't think he's actually good on anything. And the things that he is, quote, good on uh, would be for the wrong reasons, which is very dangerous. But anyway, the point of this, I find myself sometimes feeling like I would, it would be a breath of fresh air to have him come in. And be the president. Just to see the Republicans and Democrats yeah. not win. I feel like it would somehow be less stressful. Like the anxiety level of the entire country would go down. Now, economics is what I find to be the most important thing, which is why out of all the candidates, I think Nikki Haley is the best option. <laughs> but I would throw my sport, you know, behind Trump. <laughs> so, <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> no, I just Nate, got mad last night. because Nate is not a never Nikki. I got I got mad last night because Trump released another ad just trying to rip apart Nikki Haley for winning to do entitlement reforms. And I'm like, dude, you've got to be fucking kidding me right now. This has to happen. This is the fiscal cliff. If we don't touch this, nothing else matters. We might as well send this. You're mad about money going to Ukraine? Nothing else matters if we don't do anything with entitlement reform. Anyone who doesn't yeah, take Trump that seriously is then. not serious. Trump will be dead by then. So he doesn't, and so he doesn't, doesn't, doesn't need matter. Social Security anyway. Actually, most of the politicians, I think, will be dead in the next 10 years. <sighs> that actually made my blood pressure go down <laughs> right then. I felt it. Just like I when he said, it. "Yeah, you know, someone told him that eventually the sun will run out of hydrogen. Mm-hmm. You know? So they, does there this is, matter, you know? <laughs> there is hope. I mean, that's going to be like millions of years, probably. But. There is hope in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> and it's darkness. Okay, let's uh, let's get into Dumb Bleep of the week everyone's favorite episode uh the listeners submit options and then we do the show live they get to vote on them and we'll decide what the dumbest thing is number one is just going to be called and the voting channel is going to be called biden documents so we get this release from the special counsel we get this report cnn says scathing special counsel report finds biden willfully retained and disclosed classified information but he will not face charges mm. So, which is typically how we do things uh, for Democrats. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, her, which is the special counsel's last name, I guess, laid out in detail how Biden mishandled classified materials, writing that FBI agents discovered materials from the garage offices and basement den in Mr. Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home. The materials included classified doc- documents, including some marked at the highest top secret sensitive compartmented information level related to military and foreign policy in Afghanistan, as well as notebooks containing Biden's handwriting. Uh, Her's report also included photos depicting various parts of Biden's homes, materials at issue in the investigation and other relevant scenes over the years. 
Uh, while the investigation, this, this one reads a little weird. If you're confused by it, uh, don't worry, Biden is too. While the investigation revealed that Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials, the investigation showed that he willfully retained these materials after leaving office. Her's and report, disclosed them. Yeah, hers report says his team concluded that the evidence didn't support prosecuting the president. The primary reason for that determination was that nothing proved a willful intent by Biden to illegally hold on to classified information. Special counsel also raised Biden's age and memory in explaining why he didn't bring charges. Mm. The first line of this says that the investigation revealed that he willfully retained and disclosed the classified materials. The second sentence says that the that nothing proved a willful intent by Biden. Yeah. <laughs> That, they it's seem like, like hey, they're we, kind of opposing. I don't know. We have evidence that you broke the law. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Willfully. Yes. <laughs> we found that you willfully broke the law. But that evidence doesn't support charging you. <laughs> but that evidence doesn't support that you willfully yeah. did it, even yeah. though we showed that you willfully did it. Now, look, whether or not you think a president should be charged because they have, they can, they hold on to classified information or whether you not think information should be classified to begin with. Yeah. Or whether or not you think Trump should go to jail or not go to jail, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's just, it's this whole thing about the equal protection. Double standards. It's the double standards. Mm -hmm. Of course, everyone on the left is not going to call for his, you know, imprisonment like they do Trump. Mm -mm. Uh, So that's the the actual only issue I have with it. And people on the right are going to call for him to get the same treatment as Trump, even though they didn't want Trump to get the treatment that Trump is getting, even though they wanted Hillary Clinton to get the treatment that Trump is getting. Yes. The, how you think this should be prosecuted comes down to how you feel about Donald Trump, essentially, or whether or not you are a Republican or a Democrat. Let's get on to the crazy part of this, because we're in an, in an election season coming up on 2024, year of our Lord 2024. And Biden is running for re-election. You would assume that people think he's also going to make it all the way through a second term. No one. Does anyone actually think that? No. Okay. Some of the some of the things that came out in this report, uh, I'm surprised they put it down on paper. It says what we already know. Like you can't be shocked by. Oh, I am shocked by this. No, everyone knows this. Everyone knows these things. But the fact that it's been written down and the fact that one of his defenses and why he's not going to get charged is that they don't think a jury would determine that he has a mental state of willfulness or that he can actually stand trial when they look at this old elderly man who can't apparently, according to her, not H-E-R-H-U-R, according to her, couldn't pinpoint the year that his son Bo died. Doesn't even know when he was vice president. <laughs> Didn't know for sure when that was. Probably doesn't even know that he's president right now. <laughs> some days I would say he probably does not. No. Yeah. Uh, so some of the language. Look, the dude clearly has dementia. Let's read a few of these passages. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interview of him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. That's how he presented himself in the interview with the special counsel based on our direct interactions with and observations of him. He is someone for whom many jurors will want to identify reasonable doubt. It would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him by then a former president well into his eighties as a, of a serious felony 
that requires a mental state of willfulness. You know, a lot of times they don't want to pursue a case where they think the jury's not going to convict the person. And that's essentially what they're saying is that Biden's mental state would lead a jury to not convict him. And so therefore, there's no reason for us to proceed. In his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended. Biden said, this is a quote from Biden, if it was uh, 2013, when did I stop being vice president? Come on, man. (laughs) And forgetting on the second day of his interview when his term began. And quote from Biden again in 2009, am I still vice president? (laughs) He did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died. And his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. I don't know if I have the clip pulled up, but he, you know, in this press conference, he got emotional about it. I don't care. I don't, I mean, it is sad to see an old man do this and it's, and it's sad that his son died and that, you know, those both things are sad. But the question is, during this interview, could he not pinpoint the year that his son died. Now he comes out last night and says, I remember when my son died and we go every year Memorial day and do, do this stuff. Okay. Well, when you were talking about it, you couldn't pinpoint the year. And they say within several years of when your son died, that's just what happened. I'm sorry. So you can get emotional about it and go cry on TV about it if you want to, but you're running to continue being the president commander in chief of the most powerful nation on planet earth. Yeah. And so these little things do tend to matter, I think. People with dimensions, we don't even let them have their own bank accounts. <laughs> okay? They can't drive. Well, she doesn't drive, but like, they, you lose a lot of liberties when you can't remember stuff. Mm-hmm. Typically, your family takes over. Or sometimes the state takes over. Because now Biden's been getting... You're extremely vulnerable. He's been getting a bunch of money stolen by this Ukrainian prince <laughs> that keeps getting emails from, you know? <laughs> been sending all kinds of money over there to him. Ukrainian prince. Dude needs some checks cash for him. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, In addition, Mr. Biden's memory was significantly limited both during his recorded interviews with the ghostwriter in 2017 and his interview with our office in 2023 and his cooperation with our investigation, including by reporting to the government that the Afghanistan documents were in his Delaware garage will likely convince some jurors that he made an innocent mistake rather than acting willfully. That is with intent to break the law as a statute requires. Mr. Biden's memory also appeared to have significant limitations, both at the time he talked to Juanitzer. Zwanitzer, I guess. Zwanitzer, which is the ghostwriter. As evidenced by their recorded conversations, and today as evidenced by his recorded interview with our office, Mr. Biden's recorded conversations with the ghostwriter from 2017 are often painfully slow, with Mr. Biden struggling to remember events and straining at times to read and relay his own notebook entries now that was six years ago i mean if he's just straining to read uh, to me that's not a real big one like if i write something down in the notebook well the painfully slow part well yeah struggling to remember details and we've all listened to the guy talk it can get painfully slow for sure we got one more here all right given the intelligence military officials present and the topics discussed at the meetings with mr biden uh, recounted for the ghostwriter, Mr. Biden should have realized that his notes did or were likely to contain classified information. But taken as a whole, the evidence will likely leave jurors with reasonable doubts about whether Mr. Biden knew he was sharing classified information with Swanitzer and intended to do so. 
For these jurors, Mr. Biden's apparent lapses and failures in February and April of 2017 will likely appear consistent with the diminished faculties and faulty memory he showed in Zwanitzer's interview recordings and in our interview of him. He thinks a juror will likely conclude he has diminished faculties and faulty memory. Therefore, we conclude that the evidence does not establish that Mr. Biden willfully disclosed national defense information to his ghostwriter. Yeah, because he didn't know what he was doing. This uh, this dumb bleep, which we're you know we're still on number one, but we only have seven today. I think of it to to be more about Biden's diminished mental fac- faculties and the fact that this is likely a big reason he's not going to get charged with anything, and the fact that he's still running for reelection, and the fact that people on the left are still defending this and acting like this whole idea that he doesn't know what's going on, this whole idea that he's got dementia is just some crazy right wing conspiracy. And what's weird is at the same time, the same time we have the Tucker interview going on, where where people on the left are complaining and complaining and making accusations that Tucker is just a propagandist for Vladimir Putin, Putin and he's nothing but a propagandist. He's not an actual journalist. He's a Putin pet. And at the same time, we're going to have a video here from what would be considered by these people to be actual journalists who are going to tell you that there's nothing wrong with with Joe Biden's mental faculties, that his memory is just fine. In fact, no worse than anyone else. It's not worse than Donald Trump's, or it's not abnormal for someone in a deposition to do this because they bring up Trump saying, I do not recall. I do not recall is different from not remembering the year your son died. Those are not the same thing. Everyone knows I do not recall is a legal cop-out. Everyone knows that. I plead the fifth. That's exactly what it is. I do not recall. I plead the fifth. All right, coming up, we got more dumb bleep of the week. We got a whole hour left on Liberty Night on Free Talk Live. Liberty at Night on the Free Talk Live Network. Nate and Charlie coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee. We're still in the middle of Dumb Bleep number one right now. Dumb Bleep is where uh, all the listeners, the live listeners, and the Fed Haters Club put in submissions, and then we do a special show every week, and we present normally about ten of them. Today it's seven. And then they get the vote on what the dumbest thing was, and uh, guess what? We're still talking about Joe Biden. Do people, <laughs> do people really think that everyone is so stupid that they think when someone says, I do not recall, they actually don't recall you know, what and it I, is? I used to think that maybe people aren't that stupid, but I'm starting to think there's a lot of stupid people. <laughs> and it's maybe true. it's not their fault. You know, a, juror would, a jury would come back and be like, well, you know, uh, Roberta was too dumb for her own good. I think, you know, Biden said last night, there's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell he dare raise that? And then he he starts, he kind of gets close to crying and stuff like that last night. Uh, It's sad to see an old man remember that his son died, uh, you know, live on TV. And so that that's sad for sure. But he's upset that the guy raised that. Well, that's one of the reasons that you're not getting charged, Biden, because you clearly are losing your mind. You're clearly an 81-year-old man that probably has dementia. You know, I'm not a medical professional. I'm not diagnosing him or anything, but kind of seems like dementia, you know, that to yeah. me. So he goes on TV last night because he's upset, you know, yelling at times, like old people with dementia do at sometimes. You know, you ever gone to an old folks home and dealt mm-hmm. with old people before? Yeah. Yeah, they they lose their cool sometimes. And so he came out 
and lost his cool sometimes last night. And uh, we have a video of him coming out to prove that he's just fine, where he says that the president of Mexico won't let emergency aid into Gaza. The conduct of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip has been um, over the top. I think that, uh, as you know, initially the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. I've been pushing really hard. Now listen, that's fine. This happens sometimes. Trump did this with Nikki Haley and Nancy Pelosi not too long ago. Trump has uh, confused um, Hungary and, oh, what's the other? I can't remember the Turkey. Uh, but not in a press conference to prove uh-huh. how sharp yeah, you are. That's where it gets ridiculous. <laughs> he's here to prove that he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's upset that people are saying he's not. Yeah. And then he comes out here and makes even more gaffes, proving that this is why he doesn't come out and talk to people very often because it's an endless supply of gaffes at all times. But the left wing propagandists are out there for you. Of course, you remember everyone's worried about Tucker. That's why I wanted to combine these uh, two things, number one and two. We're still on number one. I wish somebody would just like ask a question, like, what year is it? (laughs) Just a standard cognitive questions, you know? Do a neuro, a quick neuro assessment. Should we have a cognitive test for people who want to run for president? No, I think you let the American people decide. I agree with that. I think the American people should demand that people take that test. And I think that they should refuse to vote for someone who refuses to take that test. Or, and that who they can use those, the test? That's the thing. Who administer, you know, how do they administer it? How do they say the questions? Uh, you would hope, I guess, it's like a standard test. Who funds the company that runs the who, test? Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, they should take the test. I don't know if it should be mandated by law that they take the test because then they're, the people who mandate that by law are also going to be screwing with the test. At the same time. So, but I would like everyone to take the test. I would. This Brian J. Karem comes out and says, now this is in response to Biden's press conference last night. Now, he stood. He took questions. He took responsibility. He pushed back. Actually, he said that his staff are the ones who moved the boxes and he didn't know that the stuff was there. That's not taking responsibility. He pushed back. He defended himself without belittling anyone. Except the staff. Except the uh, special counsel, too. Tonight showed us the greatest weakness and strengths of the Biden presidency. They're the same thing, by the way. He's good in front of a camera. His greatest weaknesses are his greatest strengths, of course. Mm -hmm. He's good in front of a camera, and he needs to show up more often. Exactly. That's what we found out. Okay, let's go to... If he shows up more often, it would be worse. (laughs) Let's go to Rachel Maddow. And some of those crazies over there on MSNBC and listen to a minute or so of this. Of course, they're providing some cover for Biden, the propagandists for the regime out here providing cover, acting like we're crazy for thinking that Biden has lost a step or eight of them. Yeah. Lost a lot of steps because now he goes through the lower steps on Air Force One. So he's (laughs) like 
only got a quarter of the steps he used to have. Okay. <laughs> he lost like 75% of his steps. Yeah. You know? Okay, here's what they had to say. In that case. Well, yeah, especially this line uh, that the president quoted where the report refers to him as a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Uh, what is the word elderly doing there? Uh, and poor memory, what is the test of that? Might that be Donald Trump saying, I don't recall 400 times under oath in the same deposition? Is that a good test of it? Um, the, the idea that witnesses over a 40-year discussion, 40-year discussion, don't remember everything, or that someone who graduates from college in June can't tell you where the diploma is in September. Uh, that seems to be a condition that, that... Okay, just so you know, those are comparisons to him not remembering when he was the vice president and when, when his, his son, son died. died. Okay. Yeah. So, same thing as losing your diploma. Yeah. Well, losing your diploma, <laughs> that's the same thing as mishandling top secret classified documents yep. in a box in your garage. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have any more responsibility for that than your average Joe and who doesn't know where their diploma is. Personally giving someone who doesn't have a clearance to mm -hmm. that information, that information. Yeah. When you're trying to, when you're getting him to write a memoir mm -hmm. for you, mm -hmm. telling everyone you're not gay. Here's a little more. <laughs> this uh, special prosecutor doesn't understand in the human mind. Uh, so I, I'm going to be fascinated when I can get into uh, all these hundreds of pages to see what is it that makes you stress the lack of memory in this particular case uh, where you died. have this completely cooperative uh, witness and, he and there it. has never been a witness under oath anywhere being questioned over a period of years of that witness's life where they don't say, I do not recall. It is impossible to ask witnesses questions where they answer will not be, I don't recall. He and never if you said, don't I don't recall, by the way. That's what he's saying. That's the point he's making. He didn't say, I don't recall. I guess he just messed up. On, they're not the same thing. Yeah, he that's said the, the wrong year. That's what we said earlier. Like, that's not, I don't recall. That's acting as if the people... He, like, hey, Nate, when did your son die? And you're like, I don't recall. That's a much different answer than 2009. And I'll be yeah. like, well, you don't have a son. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes. That is how that would That's go. That's totally different. <laughs> um, it's uh, it, the, the thing that bothers me is this guy, I don't remember what this guy's name is, acting like the us lowly idiots out here listening actually believe that when a witness says, I do not recall, that that means that they don't remember. Yeah, Everyone knows what I do not recall means. It means I don't want to give specifics because I don't want to go to jail. That's what that answer means. Yes, And you can't prove that I don't recall something. And so therefore, you got no case if I said I don't recall that. Mm -hmm. That's what it means. Everyone knows that. Except for in the few instances where someone didn't actually... That is not the same as not remembering what year you were vice president or specifically what year your son died. Those are different things. All right. Let me see if there's Especially anything when else. You were, when you were vice president not that long ago. <laughs> that response, it just means you didn't ask enough questions. Can I speak just on that? Because yeah. I had the same thought. It's fairly standard lawyering to advise people, even when in doubt or you think you might remember. If you can credibly say, I don't recall about something, that's a standard legal advice. And it has nothing to do with the age 
of the person giving the deposition. When you're under oath, you can't lie. If you do recall, you have to say that you can, but if you can't... Exactly. Well, that, that's the whole you point, right, Rachel? That, that basically, because somebody. of those standards, uh, the extra burden that you don't want to get anything wrong means yes. you err on the side of saying, I don't recall, I don't remember, unless you really specifically do. That's what, that's what was happening. There was just that extra burden for Biden. He didn't want to get anything wrong. Therefore, he said the wrong years. Yes. Because he didn't want to accidentally say the correct year right. that his son died or the correct year that he got out of office as vice president. Yeah. It's just standard legal advice, Charlie. Exactly. You know, you say <laughs> the wrong years. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> My God. This okay. is the dumb boy. <laughs> you, you'd be surprised. There's a reason this is number one and there's another one that's number seven also. Okay. But it's, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, okay. That's the end for number one. Uh, we're 28 minutes into the uh, episode now, so <laughs> I guess we should move on. ML. Uh, Bill Crystal has had a couple things to say about Tucker doing this interview with Vladimir Putin. The interview came out last night. <clears throat> Charlie's watched some clips from it. I have watched. Uh, I didn't watch any specific clips. I'm just, I'm an hour into the interview right now. We've made it up to World War One. I'm pretty sure, in the, uh, in the interview. Now, he, um, there's some great memes out there coming from this interview for sure because he starts like why did you invade ukraine well we have to start in the year 800 862 or something like that i don't know what year it is specifically yeah this is all number one just uh just so everyone in the group now we're on number two now it's number two and it's going to be just a couple things said about the tucker interview i've watched an hour of it it was not a crazy softball interview he has pushed back on some things he did ask about that journalist uh, that's in prison there. He asked several questions about, you know, can you just release him to us? He can come home with us. He asked several times. Uh, people were talking about how Tucker wasn't going to ask about that and several other things. It seems like the people on the left were completely wrong about Tucker what he actually wasn't asked about. argued with him. Yeah. About giving that guy home. In addition, and Putin repeated himself probably four or five times. He actually seemed to be getting frustrated. So he kept saying, like, well, I'll repeat. Like this guy had classified information as well. He's not just a journalist. Let the special forces work it out. Basically they're in communication, you know, this is out of my hands. Yeah. Essentially Um, this isn't basically Putin was saying this guy is not just a journalist. He also said that talking about it in public like this made it uh, harder to make something happen. He was essentially saying like the fact that we're talking about this in public right now makes the negotiations harder. And so he was kind of trying to shut down those questions. I will say uh, in watching, I think Putin is a guy who likes to assert dominance and likes to emasculate the person that he's talking to. It was a very uncomfortable setup in an uncomfortable room. There is little things also that I recognized. Um, uh, this is stupid. This is really dumb. But I think Putin was was trying to set it up to try to have this dominance and make Tucker look uh, weak while he was talking to him. Several times Tucker would ask a question and he would say, no, no I'm, I'm answering this question right now. And he would say uh, at the beginning, he's like, well, do you want to have a show? Or do you want to have a serious conversation? And Tucker gives this annoying, you know, kind of awkward laugh. Half an hour in, he asked another question and he's like, hey, I asked you at the beginning if you wanted to ha- do a show or if you wanted to have a serious conversation. And just goes right back on to the year, the year 1736, you know, and, and keeps going through that. Um, there's other weird stuff like even the seating position of the interview is awkward and I could feel Tucker's awkwardness in the way he was sitting. He looks weird in the way he's leaning in. Like he looks ridiculous during the interview. 
in my opinion. Putin's kind of spread out. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'll kind of lay back. And Tucker's like, <laughs> doing this. He's got him set up on, this is this is stupid stuff. It doesn't matter for Dumbleat number two. He's got him set up on the left side. Tucker's always on the right side. Do you ever notice that you're better at doing things over to your left or to your right? When I want to listen to something and comprehend something, I put my right AirPod in. And if that's what I want to listen to. That's my bad ear. So actually I, I go the left side. If I want to comprehend all the stuff out here, but also be hearing something that I don't have to pay that much attention to, I put it on my left. I literally comprehend better on my right. Mm. And I'm better talking to my right like this. I felt awkward the time we were over here and I was talking to you over here like this, which is why we ended up moving because I wanted to set you up. And you wanted position. to emasculate me. Yes. <laughs> the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like little stuff like this where you can yeah. just tell it was very awkward for Tucker. Here's what Bill Crystal had to say, Charlie, before the interview, uh, a few days before, and then just yesterday. Okay. Billy Crystal. You'll remember he debated Scott Horton. Mm-hmm. Horton destroyed him yeah. for sure. He said, perhaps we need a total and complete shutdown of Tucker Carlson re-entering the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what is going on. That was before the interview. Um, Just a journalist going to a country to interview the president of a country that we're essentially at war, war yeah. with. And then he tweets uh, a couple days later, occasionally a political party does something admirable. This Dem- is actually separate from the Tucker thing, but Bill Crystal said a couple dumb things, so I want to combine it real quick. The Democrats accepted immigration legislation they disliked, not to accommodate some woke constituency or interest group, but to help Ukraine defend itself against Putin's aggression. These Democrats put country first. In the the country they put first was Ukraine. Right. Just to to be clear. (laughs) They decided to take legislation they didn't like so they could give Ukraine money. Exactly. And that's putting country first. Exactly. But of course, that's in our war with Russia and to deter Putin's aggression. Mm-hmm. So Bill Crystal always wants to go to war. He loves the fact that we're fighting Russia right now. Uh, there's a couple things. Um, here's from this guy, Guy Verhofstadt. Um, Stad. Stad. Uh, CNN Business headline says Putin walks away with propaganda victory after Tucker Carlson's softball interview. They probably wrote that a couple days ago. Yeah. And just released it last night. And he says, Carlson interview is the best thing that ever happened to Putin. America tomorrow will suffer from having him spreading lies unchallenged and unfiltered. This is how democracies die (laughs) by talking to people, by talking to people. That's how you, yeah, that's how you kill democracy. So the idea then to keep the democracy alive would be that you only allow one specific opinion to filter through the news and never Mm -hmm. question those people. Because when people interview Joe Biden, Oh man, let me tell you what, it's a hard hitting interview for sure. They push on him real hard, man. There's no way that they're helping carry water for, for the American regime. No, they're all, they're all propagandists. And the idea that interviewing the guy from another country is going to destroy our democracy. Guess what? The democracy sucks if that's the case. Yeah. Right. So the fact that you can't talk to people, you can't hear someone else's point of view. Yeah. And then decide if it's wrong. (laughs) And that's how democracy dies, is if you are able to hear another person's argument on a situation. Yeah. That sounds more like we already live in fascism, in my opinion. Yeah. My humble opinion. All right. Moving through quickly, then bleep number three now for uh, this is Chief Warren. Yeah, Chief Warren's got a got a couple things here. She's been concerned about inflation for a while, but now she's taken aim at a at this this new occurrence. 
that it's her job to take care of. And that is something called shrinkflation, mm. which is what I thought you, is what it was called when I watched videos of Elizabeth Warren. Uh, but <laughs> instead, she's talking about Doritos and Oreos and stuff like that. And Real quick, did you see Rand Paul's tweet about uh, basically is referencing Biden, but he said that he's going to build a wall with Gaza and make Mexico pay for it. And boy, are they going to be confused. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> I saw that this morning. It's really good. Yeah, last night that was, was a big dumb bleep number one. Last but. night was a big news night. Yeah, you know. You ever go for the last chip in the Dorito bag and suddenly say, "Whoa, there should have been more chips in here." You would be right. From Doritos <laughs> to Oreos to even toilet paper, these big corporations are shrinking how much they give us, but they're charging the same amount or sometimes even more. It's called shrinkflation. Corporate executives thought we wouldn't notice, but they're wrong. We noticed. Now, the corporations come back crying, oh, it's all because of inflation. Really? Then explain this. How is it that corporate profits have increased by 75% over the past few years? They are outrunning inflation by miles. We're not fooled. These giant corporations are inflating their profits. And okay. The whole time, all okay. I can think of, did your fat ass eat the whole bag of Doritos <laughs> and realize there weren't as many as there used to be? <laughs> so she has a, there's a supplemental tweet with this. Uh, by the way, when she talks about the corporate profits, they're referencing a study done of the top 100 companies uh, in the U.S. I believe it's the top 100 companies. A lot of those companies are tech companies that don't even produce physical products that people buy anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like a lot of them have just. Trim- and also remember we saw that it was for two quarters. Yeah. In one that, year. Yeah. That uh, we went, was that last week we and talked about And we're not even that? taking to the account the amount of money they lost before that. No, no, you wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the only way that they're able to do this, by the way, is because of the increased money supply. Anyway, corporations are always greedy and they are always charging the most amount that they can charge and buy and still sell a high volume of products so they can make the most amount of money. They were doing the same thing in 2019 as they're doing right now. All that changed is the money supply. as we talked about last time. And all this is happening while people are getting food delivered to them for way more than what it would be to actually go to the grocery store and make your own food. Now she says less toilet paper on your roll. Trust me. I know this because like (laughs) I order Panera to be delivered. And I know I could go to Panera for about 25 bucks. Yeah. But I get Uber Eats to deliver it to my door because I don't feel like going there because it's about a 16 minute drive. And that's mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. Who wants That's 32 no. minutes round trip. No. What Plus you, I have to get out of my truck and go in the store. Make movements with your body. And it turns out it costs me about $20 more for that entire service. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you got the service fees and delivery Panera. fees and you got the tip. The tit? Tip. Tip. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Misunderstood you yeah. there. The T is silent on that. I got gotcha. you. Tip. <laughs> Less toilet paper on your roll. I want to know what kind of doctorate she has because I don't know how much toilet paper. Is it, is it eight double rolls? Is it the same as 16 triple rolls? Or yeah. is it like 16 regular rolls and it's the same as like five triple rolls? I don't know what's going on. I don't on. have the toilet paper math degree. <laughs> because I mean, that's I'm, high level you math. Know what? If we have to sign a law that says that they just sell toilet paper and tell you how many rolls there are without putting all this double, triple roll stuff on the packaging. Yeah. 
whatever. I'll support that one because yeah. I'm sick of that. You can't triple roll a double roll anyway. <laughs> it's already been doubled. How are you going to triple it? She says we've got to crack down on it. How do you crack down on this? It's just inflation. It's still inflation. They can either sell you the same amount of stuff for a higher amount of money or they can sh- sell you a lower amount of stuff for the same amount of money, but it's still the per unit price of whatever is going in the bag that is changing. That's it. Per, so ha- per Dorito. You're going to crack down on that? What does that mean you're going to crack down? What's the per Dorito unit price? I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, so that's ridiculous. And Also, then, should we be eating Doritos and Oreos? No. No, we shouldn't be doing that. We should be eating potatoes. Uh, we're still on dumb bleep number three. Good Lord, we got to move it on after this. Which we uh, will be doing. We still got some really good ones coming up. I know that you think Joe Biden and the documents thing is going to win, but I, I just believe me, there is some really good stuff that we got lined up for this. I remember, you can listen to our daily podcast, Good Morning Liberty, on your favorite podcast channel, Good Morning Liberty, or you can catch us every Tuesday on Free Talk Live, and you can find that on the Free Talk Live podcast channel as well. So uh, coming up, we got a few more dumb bleeps and then we'll figure out who the winner is. Liberty at night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee. Make sure you find our daily podcast called Good Morning Liberty on your favorite podcast app. We're doing Dumb Leap of the Week right now, and we are just about finished. Get ready for it. I wanted to make fun of this guy real quick. This is from a thing from CNN Business, and they're talking about, by the way, they're talking about how McDonald's referenced in their latest earnings call that they're going to have to start lowering their prices which is weird. Hmm. They said that they've noticed that consumers are not happy about their higher price menu items. I went to the dollar the dollar menu. I ordered, you know, we got that order. It's a McDouble, it's a McChicken, it's a large fry, and it's a large Coke Zero. You know, back in the day, back in my day. Well, you couldn't get a large fry, small fry. Small fry? Yeah, for it wasn't a, do- a large. For a little while, I'm pretty sure a large fry was a dollar. I don't know what McDonald's you're going to. That's- okay. Well, anyway, back in my day, that would have cost like five bucks. Mm. Okay. The other day, it cost me 10 bucks to get that. Because it's close to to $10. (laughs) It's not even that. It's almost a $3 menu now. It's crazy, man. (laughs) We got to crack down on this. (laughs) Well, anyway, um, seeing it. And you get less fries in the box. They bring up this video of this dude talking about a hash brown costing $3, which, by the way, the market's working because McDonald's noticed that the consumers aren't happy with this and they're losing consumers. To other places and that they have to start lowering their menu item prices so they can get their uh, customers back. And so the market will start working. They'll find the point that is too high for people and they'll start reducing that price. This is price discovery right now for hash browns. This example this guy gives is really dumb. Key customers who make $45,000 a year or less. And a lot of people have taken to social media to complain about it. Is $3 worth of food. This, for reference, is a potato, which you can get four to five pounds of these for $3, $4. Something doesn't seem right here. Y'all supposed okay. to be... That's the only thing I wanted to play. Now, what I would like to ask that guy to do, we'll do an economics lesson real quick. Cut it up. Yeah. Thank you. you Chop go it ahead. up. You go ahead, Charlie. Put it in a mold. <laughs> spray some stuff on it. Spray the chemicals on it to keep it together. Fry it up. Mm-hmm. 
And then, then do your comparison. Make the salty goodness. Yeah. All that stuff. <laughs> Comply with USDA guidelines, stuff like that. Produce millions of them. And then tell me that a hash brown should cost its weight in a potato. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Do you know how many machines come together to make these things? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say people. No, I realized that was totally off. <laughs> people before. But. but there's a lot of capital goods that go into buying those machines. And there, there's time. There's, Maintaining machines. There's man hours. And Maintain even some work. woman hours that are cheaper. Yeah. You know, that's fine. Um, but yeah, there's no reason that a hash brown should cost its weight in a potato. Because it's not. You're, Eat the potato, dude. Why don't you just eat the potato? Right. Just grab that and just crunch down onto it, man. Why are you going to McDonald's? Or why don't you do all the stuff it takes to make it and then tell me how long it took you to do that? And then tell me if it's worth it for you to pay a thousand other people to do that for you for $3. Okay. There, there's that. There's that economics lesson for you. Uh, Number four. Oh, we can do this quick. Another Tesla recall. These cars, Charlie, they're just too dangerous. They are. And after the Tesla owners just got their cars back from the shop after the last recall, you know, they had to go wait in line, take it into the dealership and get all the stuff fixed on their cars. And yet here we go again. They got to schedule an appointment at the dealership, the Tesla dealership and drive it back in Mm -hmm. and wait in line and wait weeks for their car to come back. Tesla doesn't recall. What happened? (laughs) Is that what you're saying? Huh? Standard legal. No, Tesla do doesn't recall. They don't recall. That's if you could get a message to Elon Musk right now <laughs> to retweet standard. this and say, "I do not recall." <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, good. Um, Tesla is recalling almost 2.2 million vehicles, nearly all of the cars that it has sold in the U.S. Why? You may ask. <laughs> because the font size is too small on its instrument panel for its brake, park, and anti-lock brake system warning lights. Yeah. So here's what actually happened. It's too small. Tesla did a saw. Tesla changed the font size, like I'm doing in the document we have open for show notes right now. Uh, currently, it's on 14. Now it's on 15. I just recalled our show notes right there. That was pretty crazy, right? Yeah. I just changed the font size. Now the way that they do these things is an over-the-air software update, and the font size changed. But they try to, I mean, you can go to the article and read about how this is potentially dangerous for people or whatever, all the models that are involved. But they do say that the report by the NHTSA uh, noted that Tesla is not aware of any crashes, injuries, or deaths linked to the incorrect warning light fonts. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, how did this happen? Well, (laughs) I just couldn't read the fact that my anti-lock brake warning Mm. system was flashing at me. And so I was squinting, staring at my dashboard, and what do you know? I I ran over these kids. Yeah, you know, Just ran over right over That's them. The font size, sir. That that darn font. We size. need a what recall. There's clearly an effort by people in the media to try and take down Elon Musk and to try and destroy his wealth because that is what finances. Because now Putin <laughs> is being interviewed you see, on X. You see how many people are going to die. Because yeah, Elon Musk it. took over X. You know that the old regime would not have allowed this Putin interview to be nope. spread on X. And now we're going to lose a war and hundreds of thousands of people and the entire Europe is going to be overrun by Russia all because Elon Musk bought X. The Axis is finally going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, This was Hitler's plan the entire time. It was. 
was for yeah. Elon Musk to create these cars and have all the By the value. way, the recall is just a software update. Yeah. That's so it. you don't it's even have to turn your car over, Overnight thing. All right, number five. Do you remember the time we talked about the mayor, Tiffany Henier, the one in Illinois? Oh, that, who's living the Yeah, dream, she's living man. the she's high the life. queen. Yeah. The queen. That's right. She's slaying out there in whatever yeah. the town's name is. Got a Gucci bag. $300,000 salary actually put forward a... Uh, uh, I would call it a piece of a bill or whatever. I don't know what you call it. A motion for her replacement if she gets voted out to make twenty five grand a year. Yeah, but if she wins, she still gets a three hundred mm-hmm. <laughs> for the next time. <laughs> yep, she's living it up. The best, the best mayor. Well, that that video went viral. People have been talking about her quite a bit. There are a lot of people that are upset about the lavish vacations and the high salary for the mayor. And it turns out. Why, Charlie, would you say people are actually upset about this? Because she's black. That's it. Yeah. They're upset because the only she's reason. black. It's the only reason. There's no reason. And on top of that, Charlie, one of the worst things imaginable happening in this town. She's being criticized by other black by people. By other black people who are criticizing her because she's black. Mm-hmm. This is inward racism. <laughs> All right, here's uh, some of her talking about This is about when this. the narrative falls apart. <laughs> y'all should yeah. be ashamed of y'all self. Y'all black. Y'all are black. And y'all sitting up here beating and attacking on a black woman that's in power. Y'all should be ashamed of y'all selves. Dalton's difficulties got worse in recent weeks with water main breaks. Henyard blames oh. on trustee budget. This, that idea. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Y'all. <laughs> that's a, mm-hmm. This idea from her is so unbelievably racist in my in my opinion i know as a white guy that opinion doesn't matter and that opinion that i have is automatically racist but the idea that other black people should refrain from criticizing you purely on the basis that they are black and you are also black and therefore these black people could not possibly have a problem with their tax money going to pay your $287,000 salary or your lavish vacations, or your billboards with your face on them all over the town, that there's no way that these black people could possibly think for themselves and think that this is an improper use of our money that's going to you. Mm -hmm. Their first thing that they should think of is, well, she's black, so therefore, I don't have any problem with her misusing my money. Not like that. If I criticize her, that's racist. They should be ashamed of themselves. Y'all should be ashamed of y'all selves. Because a black woman's in power and you're black. Yeah. You're criticizing me. I'm look at me, I'm also black. (laughs) The frame we're paused on is getting (laughs) y'all. That's what she's saying right now. The audacity. The kahunas. It's gross. Gross is what it is. Uh number six. Okay. Man. We got a couple things. I guess we're at forty eight minutes, so we got some time. Mm -hmm. A little bit of time here. All right. This is uh, Ron DeSanctimonious, of course. Yeah. Yeah. This is in the, I think this is in the Miami this is a, Herald or, yeah, I think it's in the Miami Herald. You remember the don't say gay state? Oh, yeah. Of Florida. When you get there, you can't say gay. You can't. All right. Forcing, um, this is a headline here. Forcing Florida's homeless into monitored camps is called internment. Are we in 1933 Germany? So basically Hitler... DeSantis. <laughs> same, same. Yeah. Same um, thing. Yeah. For sure. Ron Hitler. Uh, basically the same thing as uh, 
He's got gas I don't chambers, see a difference. I guess. Yeah. I don't see a difference Same between thing. him, Hitler, or FDR. Yeah. There's not a fascist idea floating in the Republican airspace that Governor Ron DeSantis doesn't embrace. His now, latest can we endorsement. Get a fact check on that, please. Bills advancing in the Florida legislature to enable rounding up the state's homeless and forcing them to live in monitored camps. A work in progress, DeSantis on Monday called the House bill and Senate bill, which prohibit city and county governments from allowing homeless people to sleep or camp on public property and rights of way. Digging the knife of callousness deeper, the measures allow property owners disturbed by a homeless person's presence to sue the local governments allowing it. All right. Almost none of that is true. Um, I did go through the bill. Even the last thing that this author said allows property owners disturbed by a homeless person's presence to sue. No, it actually shows that if a home, if a property owner's home value has been negatively affected by this homeless encampment, uh, then they can sue the government for damages to their property. Uh, it's not just like, oh, I don't like this over here. Uh, it's it's actually if it affects if it negatively affects your property value. Uh, the other thing they make a big deal out of the fact that these are monitored camps. Um, the homeless people are currently sleeping in monitored camps because they're monitored by the local city count, county police and city state officials uh, at all times uh, for crimes and anything else being uh, done. We're, all of it is monitored currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they're asking for is for these areas to create a designated camping place encampment for homeless people, like a designated area with fences and guards. <laughs> it doesn't say you have to put up fences, gas chambers. It doesn't mention anything about guards. Oh, it would just be police that enforce the law. Yeah. Is what it would be wearing SS badges. <laughs> they, they're going to be wearing some kind of DeSantis patch, probably like a DS patch or something. I don't know why DS. You know, it's all it's just D. Yeah. You put big D on RD. Mm-hmm. RD. Yeah. Okay. A little bit more. Yeah. With some uh, barbed wire around the fence. Mm-hmm. So these people can't get out. Yeah. And we're going to move them there by train. They take a train there. Yeah. yeah. It's free. Does. <laughs> DeSantis casts the legislation as ensuring public order, ensuring quality of life for residents, ensuring the people's property values are maintained, but he essentially seems to want to make homelessness illegal. Touted as cutting, touted as cutting edge, the idea is to keep homeless people far from the view of selfish people offended and threatened by reminders of the plight of the less fortunate. Where would we dump the homeless in South Florida? In the bug-ridden Everglades. That's a question. I'm not saying exactly what oh, you put it in the bug rit. Yeah. Everglades in the bug rit. <laughs> question mark. Everglades. Yeah. Um, sorry. I didn't get that on my teleprompter. I yeah. I didn't see the question. Mark. Um, it doesn't make homelessness illegal. It just says that you can't be homeless all over other people's property and public property and public right away, sidewalks, stuff like that. It says that a city, a local municipality is going to designate a certain area where you can go be homeless. Just fine. This all is where this is for homeless people but you're not going to sleep on the sidewalk outside of this guy's business anymore. There's going to be a specific place where if you don't have a home and you want to camp somewhere, then you go camp here. I, I think this is a, I think it's a fine idea creating a designated place and the monitored ideas. Okay. So you like Nazi Germany then (laughs) public property, you know, 
Um, of course, they go through other people in camps, you know, the history of other people in camps, mm. just in case that was a necessary thing to put in this article. Yep. Uh, you can, <laughs> if you want to get the brief history of Hitler putting people in camps and an even briefer history of FDR putting people in camps, luckily this article provided that yeah. for you. Um, I, would, I did go through the bill, okay, because I was, I guess I had a lot of time on my hands to go through this. A, a municipality may, in its discretion, designate property owned by the municipality to be used for a continuous period of no longer than one year for the purposes of public camping or public sleeping. A property designated for such purposes may not be located in an area where such designation would adversely and materially affect the property value or safety and security of other existing residential or commercial property. So there you go. There's the that's the Hitler paragraph yeah. <laughs> in this whole thing. Yeah. Just so you know. They took that the excerpt was straight from the, the Nazi manifesto. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a quote from Mein Kampf. Okay, number seven. Uh, this Bay Area school district spent two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a woke kindergarten program and its test scores fell even further. If you could imagine such a thing. Don't bleep number seven. They paid 250K for woke kindergarten and their test scores didn't go up. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> Hayward Elementary School struggling to boost low test scores and dismal student attendance is spending $250,000 in federal money for an organization called Woke Kindergarten to train teachers to confront white supremacy, disrupt racism and oppression and remove those barriers to learning. Because that's what the problem has been this mm-hmm. whole time. That's right. That's why test scores white, are down. White supremacy. The woke kindergarten you session. Could, you ask a kindergartner like what two plus two is, and the answer is, well, I don't know because my great great grandparents were slaves. Yeah. That's so what how they say. in the world can I guess? Honestly, the students afraid to even say that because of white supremacy. They can't say that, and so it's a tough, tough thing out there for kindergarten students. You know, dealing with all this racism. The woke kindergarten sessions train teachers on concepts and curriculum that's available to use in classrooms with any of Glassbrook Elementary's 474 students. That's the school's name, Glassbrook. The sessions are funded through a federal program meant to help the country's lowest performing schools boost student achievement. And this is where your federal DOE money, some of it, is going towards is 250K for a school to teach about white supremacy to boost student achievement. Mm-hmm. But two years into the three-year contract with Woke Kindergarten, a for-profit company, student achievement at Glassbrook has fallen, prompting some teachers to question whether the money was well spent, given the needs of the students who are predominantly low-income. Clearly, those are racist teachers that they're questioning this. Racist questions uh, that Mm -hmm. they're asking for sure. English and math scores hit new lows last spring with less than 4% of students proficient in math and just under 12% at grade level in English, a decline of about four percentage points in each category. That's cra- I'm shocked that this didn't help. Mm. Efforts to reach the organization were not successful. They didn't respond for comment, okay? They had an automated response saying the founder, who also does the training, was recovering from surgery. I went through this place's website. This is literally some woke Karen who created a terrible website laughably terrible website and got a quarter of a million dollar contract got a quarter million dollar contract to go do this she is the founder and she is the trainer and she also looks like is the person who built this website (laughs) it's a joke the whole thing is a a a sick joke what kind of surgery did she get (laughs) 
hopefully having a stick removed from her. District officials defended the program last week, saying that woke kindergarten did what it was hired to do. <laughs> did it? Get surgery. <laughs> did the st- <laughs> she paid for her surgery, at least, yeah. so that's good. Yeah. Did the stink? The <laughs> district pointed to improvements in attendance and suspension rates and that the school was no longer on the state watch list only to learn from the Chronicle that the school was not only still on the list, but had dropped to a lower level. So the, the, district, the district lied about not being on the list. We're not on the list. No, you're still on it. And actually it's worse. You, you forgot to scroll down the fact oh, that you're still on the list. <laughs> Uh, Costco brought up a good point. Um, he said, Nate, did you know that because uh, I've said this, sorry, I'm trying to get this thing out of the way. The name of the school, Republicans are going to send pipe bombs to the school now. This is something that the media is attacking libs of TikTok right now. And uh, Chaya Raddick, the one who run, is blaming, doxing the blaming, school. blaming her for playing other people's videos and saying, hey, look what this person said. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, some people are doing some crazy things, you know, couple dozen people maybe have done bomb threats or different threats, stuff which like that. Which is wrong, by the way. Which Don't is a, do that. Which is a wrong thing to do because there are some innocent people at that school, yeah. at least. And uh, it's, also, it's also wrong to do that. But yeah, it's a ridiculous idea that she should stop reporting on these things because crazy people do crazy things. At the same time, some education experts say struggling schools need research-based literacy and math interventions. That ensure all students have the basic skills to succeed. Didn't all these teachers go to school to teach, to learn how to teach? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They do. They did. Examples of success include San Francisco's John Moore Muir Elementary, which has tried a pilot math intervention program that has led to a more than 50% proficiency rate. Yeah, but how racist are the kids? Yeah. That's the bigger question. I know that they can, I know they're learning basic skills that's going to make the rest of their lives better and have better earning opportunities and just better livelihood overall. But are they racist? That's the bigger question Mm -hmm. that we need to ask here. I did go through the website last night. This is the headline page. No capitalization, because I guess capitalization is probably racist. That's right. Uh, So all power to the little people. Woke Kindergarten is a global abolitionist early childhood ecosystem and visionary creative portal. Uh, the website is not any kind of... It's, it's a joke. I'm telling you, it's a joke. I'm going to put the link to it in the show Early notes. education and pro-black and queer and trans liberation. I can't even say a sentence. <laughs> Supporting children, families, educators, and organizations in their commitment to abolitionist early education and pro-black and queer and trans liberation. This is the uh, top of the website for Woke Kindergarten. Now they have these woke word of the day. Okay. They put so much. Now listen, they're on a shoestring budget. This one person got paid a quarter million dollars. You can't be expected to create more than six vocabulary words for your students. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just not possible. But these are the woke word of the days. Uh, even though I presume there's been more than six days uh, that have occurred since this was created. Ceasefire which is uh, an order for people with power and places to stop fighting and use weapons to hurt large groups of people. Strike, abolish, protest, anti-racist, and there's even a... a Manifestation. (laughs) So I'm going to guess, through all of my extensive Spanish language training, that that is manifestation. Mm. I know. Yeah. That's probably really far off, but um, that's probably what it is. Yeah, the website's ridiculous. 
there's some other really funny stuff on it, like poems uh, about the Buffalo shooting and the white supremacy that led to the Buffalo shooting, all kinds of stuff like that. Y'all, let's get the votes in. Let's get them votes in. If everyone's ready, go to the Dumb Bleep of the Week voting channel and start clicking on whatever it is you think was the dumbest thing. We, to count them down, we got number one was the Biden documents thing. Number two was uh, well, some, Biden's yeah, senile. That The entire situation, mm-hmm. like all-encompassing Biden situation. Uh, number two was the Tucker interview. Number three, we had economics takes from Elizabeth Warren and from that $3 hash brown guy with a potato. Uh, number four, the Tesla recall. Number five, the mayor, Tiffany Henyard. Y'all should be ashamed of y'all selves. Number six, DeSantis internment camps. And number seven, woke kindergarten. Get your votes in. Get your votes in. All right, while you're voting, I'm going to tell you to share the show if you enjoyed it. If you didn't enjoy it, you should also share it. Just hit that little share button. Um, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Uh, because all the other apps are pretty much gone. I think those two have a monopoly. That's yeah. Even though there's several other options, but those two of them have a monopoly hmm. where most people <laughs> listen, which basically means a monopoly. <laughs> uh, happy birthday to Costco. Today's his birthday. Hope you enjoy being so young. How old is he? Oh, to be so young. I How don't young know if I, is he? I don't know if I can say that on, what was on he? 25, 24, 24. Good Lord. Hmm. Well, at least you're doing something right by being part of the Fed Haters Club. Hey, starting his life off right. Yeah. You know, at least he's getting the truth. <clears throat> All right. Okay. The Biden documents thing is going to be dumb bleep of the week. Shocker, right? You had no idea. We just had no idea that the Biden documents thing was going to win, but uh, that is the best thing. Once again, I'll tell you, thank you so much for being here every single Tuesday, Tuesday night. Uh, We love each and every one of you. And if you love us, you can come listen to Charlie and I every single day on your favorite podcast app under the name Good Morning Liberty. Go to BernieLies.com. We'll see you again next week. Eleutheromania. The insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com.